Hey, this is Nick Gomez from The Walking Dead and Dexter. Hi, Sister K. Hi, Sister J. Hey, y'all, this is Lou Temple. You know me as Axel from The Walking Dead, and you're listening to Sister Speak. Keep on listening. You follow me? Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your man Vincent M. Ward from the hit show The Walking Dead. That's the uh, character Oscar and from True Blood, Hollis. I'm here on Sister Speaks. What's happening with y'all? Hey, sisters. It's Shalita from Philly. Just get bit. Hi, sisters. It's Joanne from upstate New York. If Daryl gets bit, I'm out of here. Hello, sisters. It's Stephen here from Romsburg, England. Remember, for goodness sake, don't get bit. Welcome to Sister Speak The Walking Dead, where we discuss season four of the AMC series The Walking Dead from a sister's point of view. I'm Sister J. And I'm Sister K. And welcome to episode 26. Let's get started. Okay. Welcome back, Sister J. Welcome back, Sister K. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. We had a long hiatus, but you know what? It I, was nice. It was nice. I rested. Now we're back on schedule. But I missed all of our Sister Speak family. I did too, though. But I missed talking about the show. Me too. But hey, we back now. So. We are back, Okay, so, so before we start, you know, y'all, I got to give you my wine selection. What I will be sipping on this evening is a chocolate wine. This is some good stuff, y'all. For y'all, for all the people that like chocolate and wine, Ugh. this is really good. The wine is called Chocolate Rouge, R-O-U-G-E, Chocolate Rouge. And it says, underneath it says Sweet Red. And it is a wine out of... Um, California, I believe it is bottled in by it is bottled by Chocolate Rouge in Modesto, California. It is really good, y'all. So that's what I'm drinking tonight while we podcasting. All right, that's the wine selection. So let's get on with our little. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not drinking the wine. It's a little bit early for me. Hey, well, you know what? Hey, my cold is over and everything, and I'm back to my wine. All right. Okay, well, we are going to be talking about the first episode from the mid-season break yep. titled After. After. After the Craziness. This is an this was one of Ooh, my favorite a, episodes. Yes, yes. It's one of my favorite episodes of season four. Yes. This was very, very good. So either they got some new writers or they don't yeah. went back and watch stuff. And it, it was really good. It was really good. The whole... Thing was really good. Yeah, I liked it. I love it. So we start. Well, it was. This, we got to folk. I think why I liked it though. Before mm-hmm. we start, is it focused on a couple of people? Yes. So we got to really get in depth with them instead of switching all over the place. All over. So quickly. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, and it was I love one it. of my favorite characters too. So I know. I love it. So we start out at the prison. Yep, it's burning. It's a pretty cool view from that, the aerial. Yeah, that aerial view was yep. good. Of the prison. At first Ooh. I was like, I don't know what this is I'm looking at. And then I focused. I was like, oh, the prison. Horses half eaten up. Yeah. The gov's laid out. Yeah. Dead. Pe- uh, walkers are just milling around. Well, they're going into the prison because, you know, all that noise and stuff brought them. You remember? Well, those so, are the walkers that were probably there still. But, yeah, but the other ones that heard it too, so. 
So anyway, mm. so then we see Michonne still there, and I'm like, where you been, girl? She, well. <laughs> she she kind of ran off, but, I, I mean, she ran once she got loose and killed the governor, but she came back to the prison because, you know, she probably wanted to see well, what's going on. Well, I like this scene, though. Cause she's, I really like this scene. She's mad. She's, you could tell she's just kind of like in shock, but she's angry also. Yeah. You know, so because she, she was sitting, she was right next to her show tied up when yep. the governor beheaded him. Well, he didn't behead him. He, he finished beheading him. Well, yeah, that's the it. Truck. but, but, but he, he, yeah. Sliced anyway, neck. damn. Anywho, she walks up towards the prison slicing as she goes. And slicing I was thinking, yeah, you better pick up the katana because them things is just all over the place. All over. So she starts slicing, and then she notices two uh, two of them in, like, flannel shirts. So she kind of goes over that one spear barricade and let them kind of get caught up in I it. I like that. Well, then, no, no. She didn't let them. She lured them. Yeah. Because they, they was following her. her exactly. And she was luring them to that barrier. I thought it was excellent how she lured them to uh, their destruction. And later on, we see Carl does the same thing. So I, I like that kind of stuff, though. I like that continuity like that. Yeah, well, she did it way better. Well, well she's an adult. But anyway. Anywho. Anyhow. So, um, so as she's doing it and she's looking at them, I'm like, uh-huh. Pets number three and number four. And number four. <laughs> But now you know who those were, don't you? Well, we find out later mm-hmm. in the Talking Dead, which was actually very good. This very time, excellent. Ooh, Denai is so cute. Guerrera in it, and she, first of all, is gorgeous. She's beautiful. Her skin she was like be- sparkling. Her, skin, Her lip gloss was fierce. Yeah, but what I liked about Makeup this woman, not only did I like her hair, because she keep her hair cut short. Because, you know, those of us with nappy hair, you know, that's the best way to do it. It's natural. It's not nappy. Well, hey, I got some naps and, hey, you know, I used to wear my real shirt like that. I'm a black girl. But anyway, what I liked about her, did you see that jumpsuit that woman had on? Oh, yeah. It was sexy. She had on them hooker heels. That's what I call them. They, uh, I thought they were at least four or five inches. I didn't notice the shoes. All her shoes were tight. They were so pretty. And, and they had a little ankle strap. I like shoes. So, I mean, she was looking sexy and good. But she's beautiful, though. Yeah. Her skin is just beautiful. Flawless. It's like velvety or mm-hmm. something, you know? And while we're on the subject, let me just say this about those of you that did. You know, I hope you all watched The, the Talking Dead because she was on there. But I tell you, she is the first person that I have seen who is a an actual guest on uh, or actor on The Walking Dead. Who actually talked and made sense? She shut that host up. He was just sitting there, fascinated. She's not the first one. But oh yeah, because all the rest of them talk bullshit. No, she's not the first one to do that. But she, I love the way because oh, we, she's we haven't really gotten a lot of insight into Miss Jones' thought process. So mm-hmm. I love the way how she was able to really break it tell down. us something about her without telling us something yeah. that's about to happen. Yeah, and I really like that. She is really gorgeous. So, okay, anyways, so let's go on. But anyway, while in The Talking Dead, we find out that those two pets she chose because they were part of the governor's... Henchmen. Yeah. Yep. Part of his clan. So that's why she chose them too. So she snatches up her new pets with some rope 
Get them all tied up. Got the arms off. And she'd be yanking them like a horse. Oh, I love that. Oh, she'd be yanking them. Like, yep. come on. Got they, they jaws cut open. Mm-hmm. Cut and off. the arms cut off. Yep. And then she walks toward, and she sees Herschel's head. Oh, gosh. Now, oh, I, wasn't, was, I was not prepared for that. No. Woo! That bothered me. That bothered me. But it bothered Michonne, too. Oh, yes. Her and Herschel's face. head was doing that gasp. Sound like yeah. like they do with yes. their mouths because yeah. they're not dead mm-hmm. unless they have a head wound. They're that not was a dead. pretty freaking realistic. Yes, it was. Head. Too. It looked just like her. Had his ponytail and everything. Everything. Did you see Michonne tear up though? Yeah. Oh, she didn't know. You know, I think she was torn. Okay, gosh, this is my friend. Oh, she, she did the right thing. She did the right thing. She. I don't want him to go through eternity like Poor this. Herschel. So she she stabbed him in the head. I, I love the fact that she actually, you know, felt bad, but she took care of it so he wouldn't have to go through. Yeah, she stabbed him like in the that. head. But and then, then you noticed, like anything else, she probably would have put her foot on it mm-hmm. to get her katana out, but she put her hand on it. Yeah, to leverage her katana out, and so yeah. it's like a gentle, a gentle. A gentle That's gentle what touch. I thought too. Yeah, that's the way I took it. Like, yeah. Let's move on to <laughs> my sweet baby Carl. <laughs> I love Carl in uh, this whole episode. Uh, Carl, I love Carl in this whole episode. The whole episode. Oh, my sweet little Carl. Now, he, wait, wait, there were people on Twitter, because I was tweeting, <laughs> talking mucho shit on Carl. Why? The whole time. Talking Why? About they were annoyed with Carl. Oh, hell they no. They didn't like Carl. I'm like, what? This oh. is the most I've ever liked Carl ever. I love Carl. I love Carl. I love Carl. Single. In every single second that he was in this episode. <laughs> I love little Carl. He was the man. He Honey, was a little man. That was cracking me the F up about <laughs> but, Carl. Well, wait, wait. Before we go there, though. Think about it. These people who was tweeting all this, all the bullshit, they must not have no teenagers. No, never had no teenagers. It's not a matter of having teenagers. Hey, but that's the way teenagers act when they're mad. That well, is exactly but, what no, they would do. The thing that's cracking me up about Carl is he know his daddy hurt. Hell yeah! He He's walking back! <laughs> <laughs> Rich, I'm a Carl, 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 slow down. And Carl, <laughs> and Carl is walking faster, even, it seems to me. Like, Shit. Motherfucker. And he looked, he gives Luke a real, uh, he gives Rick a look like, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> Carl and and all I know on the very first scene, I'm like, Rick is fucked Oh, up, Rick Jack. is effed up. He that is. governor did a job on and wait, him. This is the thing that caught me. Because Rick is talking about, okay, we need, to, we need to get some food. We need to find some shelter. And Carl is him like, bitch, I know what the fuck we need to do. I know it. I know it. He's, he's acting like Carl's a baby. Well, of course, because he treats Carl that way. Yeah, I know. But I would have been annoyed, too. But it was so funny. But, but he the is look, messed up. The look Carl gave him. And, and he just stopped Rick in his tracks. He, he did. Like, mm, oh, shoot. And wait a minute. And then Carl went on walking. He's almost a half a block ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I love 
loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I did too. I did too. I thought, yeah. So then wait, thank you. But I can't wait till we get to Carl's. Okay. We end up at Joe and Joe Jr.'s Barbecue Shack. Yeah. Now, you know that shit was probably good when back in the day. Ooh, you know it was. Highway Place. Those Uh were the best places. Anyway, so Rick's crazy eyes is like, okay, you wait out here and keep watch. I agree I'm with Carl. I'm Carl like, you keep watch. You can't barely stand Yeah. Up. He said, please. You should let me do it myself. And Rick don't say shit. He's looking at him like, mm. Guess I, I can't say nothing. Yeah, no, he can't say nothing. Oh, I thought that was hilarious. Oh, it was hilarious. So then they go, of course, into the diner and everything. And I felt really bad because this Joe guy, Joe, had left a note that said, Please do what I couldn't, Joe. Okay. It said um, Joe Jr. Yeah, Joe Jr. This is, okay, I so what did so you think? Do you think that was Joe? No. And Joe Jr. left him in there? No. Or you think that was Joe Jr. before he turned? I think it was Joe, I think it was Joe who, uh, in there, and Joe Jr. wrote a note saying, please kill him, because I couldn't do it. No. I took it like it was Joe Jr. who couldn't, you know, kill himself, kill himself or do something to himself. Because he, well, so he was asking whoever came next to off him. You can't write when you're a walker, or you ain't gonna be. Well, right but there. it wasn't a walker if he killed his daddy. If he killed Senior, how you gonna be a walker if he killed Senior? Because that clearly says Joe Jr. Exactly. That's why I think that's Joe in there and Joe Jr. Anyway, left. Who knows? The point is that Rick puts a hatchet into the dude's forehead and the and the walker ain't doing nothing. Carl shoots him. Well, because Rick's not strong enough to really put his force in it. Exactly. To kill him so it gets stuck in his skull. And and Rick's like, don't shoot the gun, which I kind of agree with because you don't want to lure any new ones. I don't agree but, with that at all. I would have shot that big. You see how big the thing was now? We already know. Wait, wait, wait. We already know Rick is tall. He's tall and lean. Yeah. That Walker Joe was taller than Rick. Oh, yeah. And you're going to say, don't waste a bullet? Oh, hell no. What I was going to say before Use you interrupted me was, <laughs> I agreed with Rick until he couldn't do it. Yeah, he can't do he it. He was about to get pulled down. So at that point, I'm like, yeah, Carl, shoot him yeah. because your daddy don't need to get chomped. Well. But Rick was done. <laughs> but I like the part where Rick gathered up food and said, well, hey, this is what I found and stuff. And then Carl says, "No, he don't say nothing." He, he says, "What'd you find?" And and or, or something like that. And Carl puts all this food down in the basket and says, "I win." Yeah. Mm-hmm. But think about it though for a minute. Isn't that a typical teenager? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a typical teenage boy. Yeah, I win. You know, like it's a competition. Well, I mean, look, I didn't have no problem with it. I don't either. I liked it. It was cracking me up when Rick was. Um, you didn't need to shoot your gun. I had it. And I was thinking, you didn't have shit. You didn't have Rick. shit. <laughs> then we see Michonne, and she comes across Rick's footprints, because his boots are that pointy boots, you know? And she, I find this highly interesting. She comes across Rick's footprints in the road, and it's it's on a paved road or a gravel road, and she's looking. But rather than to follow the footprints, she goes off into the woods. Yeah. Because I think at that point she just didn't want to do it anymore. Well, at that point she wasn't in the space to, and this is based also on the Talking Dead. We get more insight into 
Michonne, she was kind of like lost in her own Well, mess. no, that's not what she, she said. What she was is she was not only in shock, but she reverted back to right. Michonne dealing with herself for herself. Right. Period. Where you shut out everything else. Everybody Rather else. than to follow Rick or follow those footprints to see if maybe she could catch up with, with, with somebody from the prison. She decided to go through the woods the opposite direction alone with her pets right. like she was when we first because found her with, with the, the supposedly, uh, trick hoe. Supposedly, the, the form before she was a trick hoe. <laughs> well, shit. She's going to always be a trick hoe in my <laughs> mind. Yeah. Anyway. But, um, yeah, because she did not want to deal with... Exactly. People. I can't blame her, though. Yeah. She's in shock. I mean, see... This is the thing that I keep going back to. She was kneeled down on the ground with her hands tied when the governor killed Herschel. Herschel. She didn't know if he was going to kill her next or not. You know? I mean, hey, she's in... Not only did she revert back to her, but she was also in shock, I think. I think more than anything, it's just bringing up all the feelings she had, which we found later from before. Okay. So Rick and Carl are still walking. Rick's they come up on a house. Carl is way ahead of him. Rick keeps going, Carl, hey, hey, hey. Okay, well, let's get to the house. Wait, wait, wait. Before, I got something to say before they get to the house. Okay. So Rick's trying to catch up with Carl because he's hobbling. <laughs> he keeps calling Carl, hey, hey, Carl, hey, Carl. hey. Carl stops, but he, this is what I found so interesting and funny. I laughed my ass off and I rewound it. What? Carl looked exactly like Rick looked in season three. Yep. When Lori yep. was calling his name and he was like, oh, this bitch. Yeah. He yeah. Didn't, wait, he even stopped, closed his eyes inside, just like, and then turned around you the are same so right. way Rick did when Rick was like trying not to talk to Lori. Carl did the same exact you thing. You are right, Suske. That is exact, and I can I can see that in my mind. Yes. I can see that scene in my and mind. I thought you that are right. Was so funny. I wonder if they did that on purpose. I know. I wonder too, huh. because he saw his dad doing that to his yeah. mama. Yeah. But now Carl's in a different place, and he's probably thinking, "Okay, this motherfucker." And we find out later yeah. why he's so upset. But yeah, you know. I thought that was hilarious. That was pretty good. And he good. stops, and Rick's, and I'm thinking, and I'm laughing too at Rick because Rick's tired, but he don't want to say it. And Rick is Rick's talking up. about we. This place is as good as any. Yeah, because he. Yeah, because his ass needed rest. <laughs> Shit. But wait a minute. I want to know what neighborhood they in because them some big plantation looking houses. They're not plantation. Well, but nice. they look. They're I said. Old, old I said houses. plantation looking houses. You know them old houses because. Them houses as big as they were had tea tiny little pocketbook sized kitchens. Yeah, they did. Did you notice how small the kitchen was? But that's because them people who lived there didn't cook. They had some maids and shit cooking. Sister Jay, that's not it. It's because oh, they in Atlanta shit. Hell yeah, that's Sister it. Jay, you oh, know you're so no. ignorant. Oh, oh, no. The I'm reason right. was right. no. Oh, no. The reason I'm right. was I'm right. when those houses were built, they in they Georgia build big ass kitchens. Shit, they in Georgia. Mm. Houses that are that old don't have big kitchens yeah, right. unless you remodel. Uh-huh. Yeah. So anyway. Ignorant. Anyway, they go so, into the house. <clears throat> and at first, Rick got the nerve no, to say, okay, Rick Carl. down the front. No. Door. At first, Rick said, Carl, you stay outside and I'll go in. And Carl looks at him like, 
No. What? You can't even do nothing. No, that was back at the other place. Mm-mm. That was like the other place. Rick bust the door down. Well, and I, I remember saying, damn, damn, can you be any louder? Yeah, so they go in there true. and try to clear the house. And so Carl goes one direction. Rick goes in another. And when Rick realizes Carl's going off, and I can kind of get what Rick was doing. He was trying to make sure nothing happened to Carl. But look, he had to realize Carl could take care of himself. Well, and Carl so done killed <laughs> Buku Walkers and he cleared half the prison cell with yeah. you and stuff. But, you know, we have to give Rick one benefit. No, we don't. But I still loved all of Carl's scenes. So he's like, Carl, Carl, we got to stick together. And Carl's like, look, I got this handled. So he starts banging on the door, which I was thinking the same thing. Why are you going to go sweep the house? Just start making noise no, and see if something comes. Carl was getting his digs in, he's though, because like, he's a hey, asshole. Shit face. Looking yeah. straight at his straight daddy. Straight at his daddy. But at first he said, hey, asshole. Looking yeah. right dead and Rick. <laughs> I was dying. I said, yeah. And then, wait, this is what got me about Rick. <laughs> I was like, okay, Rick, now you done went too fucking far. Yeah. He goes, Carl, watch your mouth. And I'm thinking, and wait, when Carl said, are you serious? Yeah. I said the same thing. I was like, are you, are you serious? serious? Zombie yeah. apocalypse. And you're going to get on this boy for cussing? Yeah. Come on, mm. Rick. Mm. He's like, are you serious? Rick's still if trying to be any, a daddy, though. See? I know. He's if trying to be a daddy. walkers in here, they would have come out by now. It is fine. Mm-hmm. And he walks off. Rick don't even try to sweep the rest of the house. He just go in the kitchen because you know he looked like he about to pass out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they go looking for supplies and stuff, which is good. And and I thought this scene was really good where Carl goes up into a kid's, obviously a kid's room. Kid got TV, video Xbox, games, yep. all kinds of stuff. And Carl's just grit. And he's got like sports stuff on the wall and stuff. And that Carl, was a nice bedroom. Yeah, it was a nice bedroom. And Carl's grinning. And then, like, reality hits, and he pulls the cord off the back of that TV. Yep. Because it's practical. He got to use it. Next thing we see, Carl is tying up the, the, the front door with that cord from the TV. Yep. <clears throat> and Rick, with his old, <laughs> with his old damaged <coughs> ass, is trying to push a couch. Yeah, push to it. the front door. Well, I, you know, I'm with Rick. Look, it's better to be safe than sorry. That little old piece Excuse of cord me. ain't gonna hold That's much. That's true, but he couldn't do nothing. He was, hey, he was sounding like a walker already with that raspy shit. Well, that's because his eyes got stuff. A, a, a punctured lung or something. Well, I think he's got a bruised ribs and stuff. That's yeah. what I think. But anyway, so. Carl so he, is telling so him. So Carl's telling him, look. Good. You don't need to push the cap front of the door because I got this. I tied it with the knot. It's a good knot. A clove knot, like Shane taught me. Woo! Oh, my goodness. I was hooping I said, yeah, Carl, tell that thing. Now, that Woo! was... Oh, that was something. That was a dig. That was a good dig. And I said, Rick, okay, one for Carl. you remember him? And Rick's like, I remember him every, every day. Every day, yeah. Is there something else you want to tell me? And I thought this was hilarious because Carl didn't say shit and kept walking. He kept walking his ass. And, and helped him move the And couch helped him move the couch. Because Carl didn't have shit to say at that mm-hmm. moment. He's like, okay, I got my digging. I might not want yeah. to press my yeah, luck. Yeah, and I, I'm not going to press my luck right now. But so I that, love that when he said, Shane yeah, it's a clothes knot. It's good. Shane taught me. 
Yep. Remember him? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that was a good dig. That was. Oh, that was an excellent dig. So then I think Rick is trying to get some kind of control by her. He thinks he's going to, by telling Carl he needs to eat. Yeah. And I'm thinking, why is Rick so um, crazy about getting this, this stuff to eat? Mm-hmm. And or making him eat something, and, and uh, Carl's like, "Well, we can we can say because he's tomorrow. trying to exert control, right? Yeah, right, yeah." And then he gonna get all big and bad, salty, and throw the damn bag and says, "Eat, eat it now, yeah." And I thought to myself, "Who the hell are you trying to order around?" Thank you. Go sit your ass down because you hurt. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I was a little mad at Rick, but yeah. you know, Carl had been getting his licks in all day, so. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a lick or two in while yeah, I can. I guess so. Before I pass the hell out. I guess so. Mm. So he goes to the bathroom, <coughs> wheezing and shit, <coughs> and he um, takes his shirt off, and his whole side of his body is all the bruised. right side of his body is all bruised. Uh, he is looking rough. Jack. He looks really bad. So, so you can see that he's probably got some broken ribs. Yep. And maybe some some bruising on his lung or something. Mm-hmm. I, he doesn't have a punctured lung because if he did, he'd be bleeding out. So and he's not bleeding out of his mouth or nose or anything. But he's he's messed he's up. Tore up. He you could tell he got beat up. He got beat the f up, mm-hmm. Jack. So we get to commercial and we come back and I was so confused. So I'm like, wait a minute, that looks like Michonne. It but is. She Michonne. sure is cleaned up. I really oh, thought she looks it was pretty. a commercial or something. And then I'm like, oh no, wait, this is the show. We back. I knew it was a dream. So we I could did, tell it was. A, you could well, tell yeah, it was a dream, of course. So, but it takes a second or two for me to realize that we're back to the show. No, but that's a personal problem. Look, I'm sure there are. <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty of people that have the same. Mm, I reaction. doubt that. Yeah, but she sure looked cute, though. She did. She looked good in regular clothes. She sure does, and she's her skin is so pretty, though. So we're she's chopping up veggies, talking to whoever the friend is. I never did catch his name, and her boyfriend Mike. Mm-hmm. We find out. No, it's her lover. Well, mm-hmm. boyfriend, her baby daddy, because that's a yeah. baby daddy. They're talking about some art. I got something to say about that, too. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) You want to say it now? You wait. Hey, I want to know how come this dude and her got. Where did he get the baby from? (laughs) Sister (laughs) Chase. mixed baby yeah it's not a race oh hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) they did not make that baby not them two well oh hell no the baby is a little bright Okay. 
a little light is an understatement. I said bright. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I noticed it, but I wasn't going to say that. Oh, yeah. Because Everybody noticed it. It uh, don't make no sense. I mean, now. Well, look, this Ooh. is Hollywood, and we already know. Sometimes they You have... got this. Oh, anyway, okay. Anyway. I love the fact that, that Michonne is chocolate brown, and they got a chocolate brown man to play her. Boyfriend. Right, but they didn't make but that baby. The baby should have been chocolate brown. <laughs> They did not make that baby. There are some chocolate brown babies, I'm sure, trying to get their break in Hollywood. There you go. But, but now we okay. always going to let it go. Because also saying that, though, it was a cute little baby boy, though. Oh, he was cute. He was really cute. But, no, that didn't come from him, He too. looked confused like he didn't know what. <laughs> he said, that little baby, where my mama? Because <laughs> this ain't my mama. <laughs> <laughs> you so wrong. Hey, I'm keeping it real. Oh, he was so I'm cute. keeping it real. <clears throat> they did not produce that baby anyway. Okay, it's a TV <sighs> show. We have to let that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, so, you know what? They ain't got no black people writing it, obviously. Or casting people, ain't it? Okay. <laughs> Before the baby even comes out, they're talking about some art exhibit, I think. They're talking about art. Well, obviously, turns- obviously the friend of her lover is the artist or an art dealer. Because she's telling, Michonne is telling him, okay, but whatever, whatever show that was they're talking about, that's whack. And she's trying to tell him, uh, no, that is... That is not, and he's trying to tell her whatever they are talking about must have been really bad because he's trying to tell her, oh, but it's art. And she says, yeah, but you know what? If I saw a gorilla on the subway <laughs> or driving a car, I wouldn't call that art. You know, so she's trying to tell him whatever that what was they saw. Okay, Sister Jay, you went way too far. All anyway. I'm trying to say is they start out talking about art. It morphs into something else, but crack me, or not crack me, but at first, when she was chopping up the veggies and she goes to clean the knife, yep, it's it turns into her cantana that she puts into the knife holder. Which yeah. Like, oh, so, shit. So you could tell, well, before then, if you didn't already catch that it was a dream, that definitely would be your cue that exactly, it's a dream. Exactly. Yeah. So the little baby come running out. And the she, little boy. Right. That ain't her boy, but hey. Sister Jay, let it go. He's cute, though. He's a cutie. And, um, so she takes the little plate of veggies over to the table. And they start talking about the camp and staying at the camp. And Mike says, this isn't a life. And you can tell their clothes change. Yeah, their clothes change. And they start getting blood on their face. And the whole time that makes it so freaky. It does. Is the fact that she is just in there smiling. Like they're talking about the weather mm-hmm. and stuff. And they're, they start talking about um, um, how, what is the meaning of all this? How, this isn't a life. This isn't the life I want for my son. And she's just smiling. She's like, look, all I want to know is who's going to open up the wine. Mm-hmm. She looks up. Both their arms is gone. Head, they all bleeding and shit. Baby's gone. She starts screaming. And she wakes up in a panic in the car with her little new pets outside. Yeah. yeah. Which kind of freaked me out when she yeah. was freaking out. I was like, oh, goodness. Yeah. That was good. That scene. was a good scene. Woo, that was a powerful scene, though. It was. Other than you know, 
the issues with the baby. And oh, stuff. goodness. But other than that, though, it was excellent. It was excellent because we got to find out a lot of information <clears throat> about her yeah. and how those two people who were very close to her ended up her original pets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because we've always wondered, well, who were those pets? It's probably somebody she knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So evidently, Something, one of them must have chomped <clears throat> up the baby. We don't know that till later. Mr. J, you moving ahead. Okay. So, um, that's anyway, later that she acknowledges okay. that. Okay. So, we're moving on. Carl wakes up from a night's sleep. Him and Rick both done, done slept. Yeah, he wakes up and he goes and start, gets him some cereal. Well, he takes that cereal that Rick was trying to make him eat. Right. And he goes and he pours two bowls. I'm thinking, there ain't no milk, so mm-hmm. he got a spoon, he got a bowl and everything. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. oh, I guess he just wants to act like he's really I guess so. eat it normally. But he bowls two bowls, so at first I thought, well, maybe he's going to go and try to get give some to uh, his dad, yeah. but I think he ate both of them. Nah, nah. I think he took one in there to Rick, but Rick didn't eat it, of course. Yeah. So he, we see him in the teenager's bedroom reading a book, reading the book, which I thought was cute. Oh, wasn't that cute? And an empty cereal bowl. Yeah, empty bowl. So he goes back downstairs with his bowl, and he notices Rick has not moved. He ain't changed position. Ain't changed position. The bowl of cereal is still there. <clears throat> Rick's in a deep sleep. Yeah. So he so shakes he, him. Yeah, he's like, "Get up, Dad! Get up!" And I'm thinking, "Well, shit, you're gonna really." Jack him up worse. Mm-hmm. But he's yelling. Yeah, wake I'm, up, wake up, wake up. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, we hear the snarling of some walkers outside. Yep, and I had totally forgot. I was like, oh shit, he done called some he walkers. He done called some walkers because, you know, they respond to noise. Mm-hmm. Oh. And he was going a little bit too, too mm-hmm. hard. So I felt bad for Carl then. And I thought, but I thought his, his initial response I thought was very smart. He slipped out the back door yeah. to slip around to the front of the house to see what it was. You know, how many? It was only two of them, so that was a good thing. Yep. It was only two of them. Then, a little Carl, oh my God. Well, it was smart to lure them away from it the house. It was smart to lure so them away. So I was okay with that. But I, but I knew him the walking longer, backwards. Thank you. It was going to be some shit. Thank you. It was going to be some shit. This was the excellent episode, though. It was so suspenseful. I guess again, okay, Carl, you're far enough because you don't want to get too far and end up backing up into a horde. Yeah. First of all. Yeah. And second of all, walking backwards don't never go well. It don't people. never go well. You know, Lizzie got all jacked up doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Remember? Yep. So, you know. But I want to say. these walkers is ugly, though. I was going to say, these suckers, to me, walk awfully fast. They, especially the dude. The man walker. Yeah. He was skipping. I mean, he was walking fast. I thought so, too. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, shit. Walking and they was right up on him. So he, but it was smart to take him down the street. It was smart. That, that was way, very smart. That way, make noise, they don't know exactly where you at. Yep. So he gets him into this place where he's going to start shooting, but then he ends up backing into a third walker. A third walker who almost grabbed his ass. Almost grabs him. And Carl falls down. Dang yes, it. so he falls. He's scrambling, trying to shoot and shit. Ooh, that was an intense scene, it though. Was. It was. It was excellent. It was tense. It was tense. Ooh, it was tense. <clears throat> mm-hmm. He finally 
ends up shooting them all, but they all kind of end up falling on top of him. So he's kind of because they were too close. Yeah, because see that other walker, that other walker was right up on his back, and yep. that's when Carl realized, oh, and what did he say? Oh shit! Oh shit! But by that time, he he. The the other two that he was luring was, was right up on too. I know. So they was walking fast. He had no choice but to use them bullets and shoot their asses. He had to shoot them. He had to shoot their asses. But they, I know, all I know is they were way too close. They was way they too close. They have not yet shown anyone getting like blood in their mouths or anything. But I feel like by this point, as close as they be killing these suckers, yeah, there'd be some blood splashing in your face. Yeah. In your mouth and stuff. <clears throat> that one, when he shot it, the last one that he ends up shooting, Ooh, and it falls, nasty. it has a crack in his head, and there's like maggots and Maggots shit. and worms Ooh! and shit. Ow! I was screaming at the TV. That was oh, so yeah! nasty. But hey, the worst part of that whole scene, did they really actually have to show Carl throwing up? I got a problem with throw up. <laughs> That's my little thing. Start getting queasy in the stomach when I saw yeah, that. Yeah, that was kind of nasty. That was so nasty, but oh lord, they did. They showed mm-hmm. him actually throwing. They up. showed him actually throwing up, and but, it was dark. I'm but like, this is the part that I thought was just, just like a damn teenager. After he throws up, he stands up and looks at them three dead walkers, and what does he say? I, I win, mm-hmm. just like he did with with the other. Mm-hmm. Well, he's trying to make a game of it or something. Well, I guess but, it's but, his way to cope. But yeah, but that's think about it. That's a teenager who feels in competition all the time. Yeah, I and guess. plus, like you said, it's because you know he's had to do this over and over and over. He's killed yeah. Buku Walkers. Yep. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. All right. That little neighborhood's not bad, though, when you don't have it to It looks run. like a halfway rich neighborhood because all the houses are big. Yeah. All the houses are big plantation-looking houses to me. Oh, Sister Jay. Hey, they got them columns and oh, everything. They don't have columns. Yeah, they do. Wrap around porch. and shit. Anyway. Okay, so Carl goes back to the house. Then we see Michelle. Oh, well. She's yeah. walking among a whole group of zombies with her little pets. All right, here we go. Let's deal with this shit. How come when we see this black woman who, I guess, a walker, she's a walker, and Michonne starts looking at her like, oh, shit. I thought she knew her. No. I thought it was somebody that she knew. Exactly. Because she kept looking at her. She kept looking at her. I was like, did she know her? That's what I kept thinking. We find out in the walk in the Talking Dead that you know she was getting glimpses of. Now that chick's box braids is fresh. <laughs> I'm okay. sorry, but that shit is fresh. That's exactly what. That's fresh. Well, so on our you Facebook know, page, Crackers fan said, "How is Michonne's dread so kept up, and how did that lady have fresh looking braids?" But okay. I'm going to tell you how. A year and a half, First two of years all, okay. after the zombie I'm going to tell you what the difference is because I used to have some dreads. Anyway, dreadlocks are different from box braids and twists. With the dreads, all you got to do is palm roll your shit. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Michonne's dreadlocks, they are not 
They are not freshly done. No, they're not kept they're, up. Right, they're There's not kept stuff. up. Exactly. Yeah. But that zombie chick, she <laughs> had fresh <laughs> box braids where you could see the partings and yeah. all the hairs were neatly done. Look. Yeah. We have to let that kind of thing go, y'all. Oh, Lord, I'm sorry. They, but, but hey, when you know, when you know what it is, it's jarring to you when you say, well, wait a minute. First well, thing I thought was, wait a minute. How long this chick been been a zombie because her shit look fresh? (laughs) (laughs) You know? Well, her clothes look haggard, so it probably had been a while. Yeah, see, but But her hair looks fresh. You know what they can say is their hair don't grow. Or but it look fresh. Okay, well if your hair's not growing, it's gonna keep looking fresh. Oh no, look at them other ones. They got mangy hair. Look at them Caucasian walkers. They got mangy hair. You could tell they walkers. They got mangy hair. I know. Sister girl had it, on mean, some fresh box braids or twists. Some people on Twitter mentioned the same thing, and I just yeah. thought it was funny. I, was like, yeah, I thought it was terrible. I get it, but you have to kind of let that kind of thing go. Yeah, I thought it was terrible. they weren't going to have the girl playing the part go and make her stuff look Hey, good. they should have had her have some ratty ass dress just like Michonne or something. Anyway, so Michonne is watching the woman and frowning. I didn't catch it until the Talking Dead, but she—I thought she knew the girl. No, and that's why she kept looking at her. Yeah, and I kept thinking, I did too, though. I thought she knew her. You need to quit looking at them because they're going to notice that you're not just like in a daze. Exactly. And I got thinking, okay, Michonne, though, this is getting a little bit too much now. And you, you in too many of them. Thank you. That's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. Yeah, I know. Anyway, okay. then we go back to Carl. Carl goes back to the house, and <laughs> oh, Rick gosh. is still laid this out. Was oh wait, wait, so oh! But I wrote it the whole thing down, so I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what he said. Rick is still laid out, and so Carl is talking to Rick just like if, if Rick was awake and sitting there. He says, "Hey, I killed three walkers today uh, who tried to get in here. I saved you. I didn't forget while you." Had us playing farmer. While you had us playing farmer. I yep. still know how to survive. Lucky for us. And then he says, I don't need you anymore. I can protect myself. You couldn't even protect Judith. You couldn't I, protect Herschel. He or, says, you probably couldn't protect me anyway. Right. You but you couldn't protect, protect Herschel. Judith. You couldn't protect Herschel. Or, or Glenn, Glenn. Or Maggie. Michonne. Daryl. Or Mom. Yes. Woo! When he said that, I went... You wanted to plant vegetables, which is basically what Carol told him. Yeah. He said, you just wanted to plant vegetables. You just wanted to hide then. But this is what I got. He said, yes, he knew where we were and you didn't care. You just hid behind those fences and waited for. And then he kind of trailed off, you know, Mm -hmm. and he says, they're all gone now because of you. They counted on you. You were their leader. But now you're nothing. And then after he cries a little bit, he says, I'd be fine if you died. Damn. That was sad. I said, I was sad, but at, at the end of that whole little soliloquy, I said, boop. Because <laughs> he said all the shit that but wait, I want to say. This is the thing about that scene that I, first of all, I loved it. I loved it. It was great. He was right. And this is what Carol had been saying. Yeah. This is a little bit with a nicer. Herschel said the same thing, but in a nicer way. A nicer in way. That you need to, you know, you, you, we all slip up and we 
lose ourselves, but you got to come back because we have to survive. That and so happen. Herschel's trying to tell him that too. Carol told him that about the damn farmer shit. Exactly. You know, and he didn't listen. But this is the thing that got me. Carl said all that shit. And you notice he said it while Rick was passed the fuck out. Right. He didn't say the shit the day before when Rick was <laughs> <Right>. awake. <laughs> so well. to me, I thought that was good. Well. Not good, but funny in a way because I feel like that's what a teen who still has a little bit of fear for his dad, even though he's pissed, and that he ain't going to get too buck wild with him and tell him shit like this while he's awake. I disagree. I think the whole reason why it came out like it is is because of Carl's frustration. First of all, the day before... It did. The conversation didn't lend itself that they weren't talking about. I killed three walkers today. I saved you. I, I, you couldn't save a bunch of other people. It just came out. I don't think it had anything. In my opinion, I don't think it had anything to do with with uh, Rick still being unconscious. I I don't. I think Carl, even if Rick would have roused or something, because he was so worked up because he was so yeah. be, because that adrenaline was going mm-hmm. that I think he would have said the same thing anyway. I mean, hell he said right to his face, looking in his eye. Yeah. I tied a knot. It's secure. Shane it's taught me. Yeah, remember, cool. remember him? Uh, yeah. So he would have said that to Rick's face. If Rick would have been aroused, but I think it was just, don't the, say aroused. You mean woken up, awoken up because he, That's got a whole nother connotation. Oh Lord! Anyway, uh, because he th- that was just the 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 moment. You right. know what I mean? I got so you. that's what I think. Anyway, I got you. But I thought of the other thing that yeah, he didn't sell that shit while his daddy was awake. So Carl goes hunting down the street for another house. Well, he goes exploring. Yeah, but he's and hunting he for finds, more supplies. Though. Yeah, for food. he ain't just out. Joy, yeah. joy walking. He's got his little bag. Yeah. And he finds another house. Another. A nice big old wraparound porch. Mm-hmm. Two story. And um, this cracked me up though. First of all, <laughs> he grabs one of those solar, solar lights. lawn lights, which mm-hmm. I'm like, I have never seen one with that big of a stake in it. It's a big stake. It's a big effing stake. They're, I don't think they're usually that I mean, I've right. had some of those in there. They're way shorter than that. Anyway... So he thinks he's going to go bust him. Oh, this is hilarious. And I fell out because he I laughed so hard. ends up knocking himself out. out. <laughs> and the way that he, was his first clue that he couldn't do everything by himself. Thank you. See, And the way he fell was just a little bit too careful. You know, <laughs> like he didn't want to really hurt himself. I thought that was funny. That was funny, though. That was funny. <laughs> Poor little thing. But, hey, he's smart, so he used that little stake to jimmy the door open. Yeah. That's what you do. Yep. hmm So he goes in the house, and he starts looking around and um, getting looking at for the food. Right. And he finds a whole bunch of cans of food. He does, but he finds way up on the top this huge 112-ounce can of chocolate pudding. Ugh. I like chocolate though, see. Ooh, but that looked nasty. Oh, but see, I would eat it. But so, one one little tidbit from that that I um I read online and that is this little actor that uh, who plays Carl. 
you know, because they have like multiple takes and yeah. they have to get the lighting right. They said that he was gagging by the time they finished this whole scene because he had to keep eating. Yeah, you I know. can see that. Ooh, mm-hmm. Lord. So, so he um he goes and investigates the second story or mm-hmm. floor of the house, and I was thinking while he was walking around like, okay, this ain't gonna be good. This ain't gonna be good. Because he's looking in rooms with the doors, but then he goes to a room where the door is closed. And I'm thinking, if it's closed, it might be closed for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, why didn't he just make some noise and draw him out? So he opens his door and boom, there is a walker. Get the jump on his ass. Well, he's getting ready to open the door. He doesn't really open it all yes, the way. Yes, he does. He opens it and that thing pushes its way out. Hmm. So this was a scary scene to me. This was really well done. Intense. I mean, because he had to scramble. Scramble. I mean, he had to scramble, and even when see, he's he's see just barely opened it. Left open. And that walker, oh, that walker is big and mean and hungry and nasty. Carl has to scramble. Carl. Runs into this room and he's falling over and everything. He's trying to open up this window. He can't get the window all the way up. Uh uh-uh. uh. So, so he has to bust the thing upside the head with a lamp. Thank goodness. So at least he can. But that thing gets a hold of his foot and it looks like it's about to snatch. I his thought leg. it was going to chomp his, his, his calf. I did too. I thought he was going to get bit. I really did. Yep. But thankfully his shoe his came His shoe off. came off. And he was able to get free. Mm-hmm. Because that would have been bad. I do not want to see Carl bit. I don't want to see Carl no, bit. No, not at all. Mm-mm. So he gets out, thank goodness, and is able to get the door closed. Mm-hmm. But this is the thing that got me, though. What? Or my question is, okay, now all of a sudden these things can't open doors. They never could open doors. Well, let's go back to season one. Episode one, I think it was, the first episode. When Rick meets up with Morgan and that little baby boy. Mm-hmm. And remember, they were barricaded in that house. And the mama walker comes up to the door. And the doorknob starts turning. Remember that? Well, but. So, obviously, they know how to work doorknobs. I don't I think don't, it. I don't recall in any of these seasons. That might be true for season one. But I don't recall in any of these seasons where any walker has turned a doorknob. Whenever you, that's why they close them in because then they they can't get out. They don't have that brain capacity. Yeah. They just keep going forward, forward, forward. See, so no, that's no. He can't turn the door now. Well. But so when Carl gets out, he finds some chalk out in the hallway from obviously some kids that was in the house, and he writes on that door, "Walker inside. Got my shoe. Didn't get me. Didn't get me." I thought that was good. And then next thing you know, you see Carl sitting on the roof on the second story, eating that pudding, and now Walker is stretching his little arm out the window trying to snarl and get him. But he with with one shoe gone. (laughs) With one shoe gone. But the Walker can't get out there because the window won't go back up. Not all the way. Yeah, I guess Mm -hmm. not enough for him to get out. So then we get to my girl Michonne. Yeah, I was was nerve-wracked in the scene. I was a little nerve-wracked, too, because she's walking in the midst of all these walkers. Uh, Yeah. And she keeps, 
I, looking I, at the right. I know she has her pets, but she keeps looking at the little box braid chick. And zombie. the other one, she keeps looking around. Yeah, she just and keeps looking around. The all more the zombies. she's looking around, I'm thinking they're gonna notice that you're looking around. Yeah, and yeah. they're gonna notice that you smell fresh. And, <laughs> you know, you probably gonna be tasty. But she keeps looking at the black chick though. The black zombie. Well, she she looks at all of them, but she does focus on her. on the black and zombie. And I still am thinking at this point that she knows her. She finally just starts, I think, waking up a little bit and realizing I think so. these are all people that used are to be no people. longer people. Yeah, they used to be I can't, people. I can't let this shit go. I don't know. I just that's what I felt her face yeah. saying. I just because can't. see, she's frowning and everything, and and you could tell she's thinking. I think she's thinking just like Denai said. In the Talking Dead, she's thinking, "Damn, that's that could be me. Yeah, that could be me. That's what, that's what I'm gonna look like when one of these efforts bite me or something." Uh-huh. And she just kind of snapped too. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I think she did. She's kind of snapped because she she kills her first. She slices she her first. The box braid first, and then she slices. And then she starts all um, and Dyson. All um, and I thought it was so interesting when they were talking about the scene on Talking Dead. Mm-hmm. She was supposed to only kill like six eight. or seven oh, of them. He said eight. Ended up killing all of them. They just let her keep going on the scene and ended mm-hmm. up getting all of them. That's what the director so, said. Said that they had told her she was going to slice eight of them, but what she ended up doing was slicing twenty three. Yep. And he said they just he just told him keep rolling, keep rolling, keep rolling. And, and she, she said, said she was in the Michonne moment. She said she was in she was Michonne during that scene and said Michonne wouldn't have stopped at no eight. She yeah. would have just sliced everybody. Well, she just got caught up in the moment and mm-hmm. then uh, and then that scene when she just starts standing there crying. I know. I was just like, no, oh, Michonne. I felt so bad for her. Thank goodness you're still alive, but I know. So then we get um back to Michonne and she makes it back to that road. Or she saw the footprints. Yep. That she had passed, and, <coughs> and so she, she follows starts following them. the footprints. I was so glad to see her do that, though. Oh, I know. I was so happy to see her do that. I know. When she when they showed the road, and then they showed her emerge from the woods, and yes. and and you know study those footprints. I was so glad. Yes. I was so glad. I said, "Yeah, Michonne, do it, do it." So then we get back to Carl and Rick, mm-hmm. and there, and he's Carl's napping next to Rick. Um, he wakes up and he starts hearing Rick wheezing and hissing and shit like the Walkers do. Rick was raspy though, he man, was. he was wheezing. So he looks up at him, and then Rick starts twitching and shit. Well, Rick is it's slowly waking up. See, yep, but, but all, he's still not fully awake. Oh, this scene. Oh, it was. A, it was tugging at me, though. It was Ooh, tugging at my I was, heart. I kind of teared up a little I bit. I did, too. I did, too. I, was, I freely admit, I felt so bad for Carl. I did, too. I was like, oh, no. And I was thinking, well, I knew Rick couldn't have been a walker, but I was thinking, oh, I hope Carl don't shoot his ass. I know. I, I was thinking Carl might shoot him on, yeah. on accident or something. <laughs> but when he jumps up and starts crying, ah, that's when I was like, oh, I know. And he says, I can't. I can't do it. I was wrong. And then he kind of turns his head to the side and says, well, he, he, just he, do it. He's exposing his neck yeah, and yeah. says, you know, just do it. Just bite my ass shit. Poor thing. And then Rick, don't go. But but when Rick says, Carl, Carl, because 
And then uh, you should have seen Kyle's face. He's like, wait a minute, Walker don't call your name. Because <laughs> that's what I thought too. I thought, uh-huh. wait a minute, Walker don't call your name. But when he said, he said, uh, don't go outside, stay safe. That's what he said. And I'm thinking, Rick, you're a tad late. <laughs> and, but then he falls out on the floor. But you know, I felt so bad for Carl. But this was a good scene. It was very good. Because then Carl kind of goes up to him. He holds and, his head in oh, his yeah, lap. Yeah, yeah, he holds his head. And he's like, I'm scared. I'm scared. And he just keeps saying that over oh, and over. No. And that's how that was so I sweet. felt so bad for yeah, Carl. I did too. I and it's too. dark in there and everything. Yeah. You know, poor, poor little baby. Mm-hmm. So then um, we see Michonne. And at this point, she's made it to Joe and Joe Jr.'s Barbecue Shack. <laughs> <laughs> she showed there. She made it there. And she sees Joe. Or laid out. Laid out. Killed. And she starts looking around. So she sees that note. Where it says, please do what I couldn't. Joe I Jr. I swear that was Joe Joe that they killed because Joe Jr. couldn't kill his own dad. Anyway, so she kind of breaks down and starts talking to Mike. Yeah. And she says, I miss you. I missed you even when I was with you back at the camp. Now that tells you a lot. He he must not have been too supportive. Well, if it was like that dream she was having, he was so busy trying to worry about the world and the way it was instead of living in the moment and trying to survive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, then and I she have said, a feeling. This is the thing, though, that was key. When mm-hmm. she said, it wasn't you who did it. Yeah, she says, back at the camp, that wasn't you who did it. Which, that's what makes you think he maybe he killed the baby. But it wasn't him, it was him as a walker mm-hmm. that killed the baby. But we don't know for sure. But, but that's, that's the way what, I took that's it. That's how I took it. I took it like, yeah, he was the walker first and he chomped up the baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she says, you were wrong because I'm still here and you could be too. And he could and be. And he could be. And then she starts kind of crying. Mm-hmm. And she says, I know the answer. I know why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's the answer to, I know why we need to keep going. Why we need yeah. to fight to survive even though this world makes you want to give up that's the way i took it too that that in that moment she she was saying out loud what she had decided yeah i know why now yeah what she didn't say was now now yeah Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. can answer you yeah yeah so then but the whole but one thing about this scene she's Mm -hmm. she's crouched down by the door that's Mm -hmm. open and i kept thinking somebody's gonna come in here and chomp her ass and i'm gonna be pissed no, that I didn't think that at all. Not at all. Thank goodness that didn't happen. Mm-mm. So she leaves Joe's barbecue shack and she kills another walker. And there was all these motorcycles. I was like, ooh, she should get her a motorcycle. Well, at first I thought, oh, wait a minute. She's going to get on one of the motorcycles, you know. Except but then they're I, loud. Yeah. They are loud and, you know, she probably ain't got no keys. Yeah. So then we back at the house and Rick is telling Carl that he's glad that Carl found more food and everything and. Carl's telling him, well, I did find some others, but I ate it, you know, yeah. and he tells him what. And I was glad when Rick told him, okay, Carl, you a man now. Uh, no, what he tells him is this. I know things will never be back to the way they were. That's true, because they never I will. only clung to that for you and for Judith. Mm. 
to keep their youth, apparently. Well, he says he's now, a butthole. Listen, but then he says, but but now she's gone, and you're a man. Yep. You are a man, and I'm sorry. And mm-hmm. I love when Carl just looked at him and says, you don't need to be. Yeah, you don't need to like, be. I forgive you know like, exactly. I get exactly it. like I, get I it. forgive you. I, I get know, it. Yeah. You you didn't you know kill Judith. I have a feeling they're gonna find Judith later on in the season. But yeah, I really love this scene. I did too. I thought it was excellent. I did too. They both looked great as far as you know in the scene. Rick's still looking tore up and stuff, but just the way that they looked at each other and yeah, interacted, it I was know. powerful to me. I liked it. Very good. Uh, the actor who's playing Rick, I mean, he was excellent in mm-hmm. this whole episode. But uh, uh, the actor who plays Carl, yeah. Chandler Riggs. I he is a little man. He so is cute. grown up. He's so cute. Yep. I know, but he is a little man. So we see Michonne walking down the street and she sees this big ass can of pudding. Big ass empty can of in pudding. In the middle of the street. And she smiles. And she walks up to the house, looks in the window and sees Carl and Rick inside. And so she starts kind of She breaks down. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Breaks down. She's so relieved. Yeah. That's what so. that is. That That's those tears of relief, you and know? And she kind of looks up. And that, to me, I felt like she was saying, oh, thank you, Lord. Yes. For whatever, you know, I think for so. bringing me back. To I think so. That they are okay and they're safe, mm-hmm. you know? So then we go back in the house and we hear a knock on the door. I felt so bad so for they, her there, though. They I jump. I know. They jump up with their guns. I'm thinking, oh, shit. Don't let them shoot first. Shoot let through them. the door. I know. Nothing, you know. Because I'm always thinking something shit's going to happen. I know. You know. But Rick gets up with his old rickety ass. And goes through the peephole. Looks through the peephole and he starts laughing. And Carl's like, what, what? And he's like, it's for you. That was excellent way to end yes, it though. Yes. Right? the scene goes to black and that was the oh, end that of was the episode. Because Carl was ready. He was cocked. Yes. He was a, he, he had his little gun stance going. He was ready to shoot. Ready? Mm-hmm. But but see, Carl and Michonne, if you remember, they have a good relationship. Yeah. So he's going to be happy to see her. Yeah, no, I wish they would have shown, and I don't think they will, but I wish they would have no. shown them, you know, actually. But you know what? Together. There's no need for that. Yeah, I know. We know Michonne would go out on her trips, bring back comic books and other little things for Carl. They had a good relationship. Very oh, yeah. good relationship. So. And, and, you know, she had a good relationship with Rick, too. So, I'm, that's going to be a very good uh, episode well, whenever they get back all, to them. It's good because they need help. Rick is Tora. Yes. He needs another adult to help. Yes. Help with Carl. Yeah. And keep everybody safe. And he mm-hmm. needs someone who knows a little bit about surviving. Yep. To kind of get his too. shit back together because he needs some rest. Mm-hmm. He needs to heal. And he can't really do that with just him and Carl. That's you true. Know? That's so, true. That, I love this episode. I liked it too. It was I, very, very good. I really liked it. Okay, well, let's get on to our feedback. Okay, cool. Okay, let's start with iTunes review. We've had a couple. <laughs> and so. I hope they're good. Let me start. Okay, uh, the no. first one is from A. Manny Michonne. Hey, Manny. Hey, Manny. First of all, I'm going to keep this short. Five stars to Sister K for impersonating Tyrese for saying in her Tyrese voice, <laughs> I don't like killing walkers near the 
I don't like going out shopping for everybody. I just want to say here near you, Karen. <laughs> Five stars to Sister J for impersonating Rick for saying in her Rick Grimes voice, I'm not the leader no more. We, we, we have a council. <laughs> Love this podcast. Love the emails as well. Please take a moment, Sister Speak family, and rate to keep these ladies on top of the podcast noteworthy page. A Manny Michonne. Thank you, Manny. Five stars. Thank you, Manny, for that five star <laughs> review. <laughs> I'm glad you like my impersonation of Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Manny. Okay. okay, our next one is from Quilty. It's either Quilty, yeah, Quilty Chick. Quilty Chick, yes. okay. You ladies have me watching another show I'd never thought I'd watch <laughs> just to listen to your podcast. Cool. So funny and insightful. Add this podcast to your list. You won't regret it. Quilty Chick, five stars. Thank you, Quilty Chick, Thank for you, that Quilty five Chick. star review. That's awesome. Yes. Thank you. And our last one for now is from Just Andre. Hey, Just Andre. Can't wait for you ladies to come back. I've enjoyed you guys for years, and I know the sisters got some strong opinions on the premiere. Oh, yeah. Five stars from Just Andre. Thank you, Just Andre, you, for Just that five-star review. We appreciate it so much. Yes, Thank you did. so much. Thank y'all. Okay. Okay, that was iTunes. Uh-huh. Let's get into our email feedback. All righty. And our first one is from Joanne. Hey, Joanne. Hey, Joanne. Hi, sisters. Glad we are back. Missed you. Yep. This opening made me cry and sniff. I know. Laugh and gasp. <laughs> Rick, after kick butt with his sick ass self, he really looked like crap. He did. Carl, awesome job. His inner struggle of being a kid versus a killing machine was so realistic. I know. As a teenager, he was arrogant, fake, conf fake confident, confused, and angry. Mm -hmm. What an emotional story arc of his angry goodbye to his dad to his own childish screw-ups. The scene of him kicking his feet and eating the pudding made me laugh. <laughs> he made the character so real. He did. He did. He really did. He did. Michonne, she was amazing. Mm -hmm. Loved this distorted lapse dream sequence and what an adorable baby. <laughs> I'm glad she didn't close up and choose life and chose. I'm glad she didn't close up and chose life. Mm -hmm. I cried when she saw Rick and, and Carl. She totally kicked butt in this episode. Yep. It was a great mid-season opening. Very impressed. Very Danny looked gorgeous, was very eloquent and captivating in the in the Talking Dead. Yep. Missed you ladies. Have a great Valentine's. Joanne from New York City. Thank you, Joanne. Thank very you, Joanne. much for that very good email. And I agree with you, Joanne. Michonne just really, oh man. She she really was excellent in this episode, and then she was so beautiful and poised in the Talking Dead. Yes. She, that was just Icing on the cake, but yep, yeah, I agree. it was, it was, it was a great mid-season opener. Opening, yes. I mean, since we had to do without it for so long. I know. It was it great. Like it was I know. It seemed like it was really long. So thank you, Joanne. Thank you, Joanne. Okay. Our next email is from Judy. Hey, Judy. Dear sisters, 
I've been a longtime listener of your Game of Thrones podcast. Yay! Then I started missing you, so I binge-watched True Blood and listened to your podcast. <laughs> Y'all got me into vampires. Uh-oh. I can't believe it. <laughs> now I've been sad waiting on Dim Thrones to start. Yep. So I watched this season premiere of The Walking Dead. I'm homesick with bronchitis. Aww. Aww. I know you feel my pain, sisters. Yes, Especially I Sister Kay, because she gets it all Woo! the time. And we'll start binge-watching that show and listening to your podcast. Yes, because of you, ladies, I'm watching a show about zombies. <laughs> Thank you! I love your podcast, and loving that I have another reason to listen to you. Y'all keep me laughing through my laryngitis. <laughs> New vampire slash zombie fan, Judy. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. That's quite a compliment. We uh, uh, we really appreciate it. And welcome to the Sister Speak family. family. <laughs> and we're really family, Judy, because I have bronchitis problems. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she does. Sister Kay does, so. Knock on, what is this, plastic wood? Yeah, yeah you, you've been, you've been pretty healthy th- this season. I'm trying to stay there. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I'll survive another bronchitis <laughs> bout. They get worse every year. So, Judy, just make sure you keep on your medication. Yes, Lord. Because it gets worse. All right. Okay, our next email is from Brother Ray. Hey, Brother Ray. Hey, Brother Ray. Hey, sisters. Hope all is well. I know Dallas has had a crazy winter, so hopefully it has warmed up by the time you read this message. You know what? It really has. Thank you so much, Brother Ray, because here in Dallas, we've had some crazy weather, but it was 68 degrees today. Yeah, it was nice today. It was beautiful. It's supposed to be 70 tomorrow, so hey. Yes. Flip-flops coming back out. <laughs> this <laughs> some people in some shorts to buy and flip-flops you know that's right i miss my flip-flops honey (laughs) it's my staple of the summer when i'm home flip-flops okay as a matter of fact they should start be selling some i need to go looking for some (laughs) early so i'm ready Um, this episode of the walking dead just made me want my thrones back it was a decent show, just because we got a little of Michonne's backstory. Mm-hmm. It was beautifully done, but really didn't show enough. Yeah, it did. I thought it did. Come on, Brother Ray. Hell, they could have had two episodes of backgrounds instead of the governor storyline. Now, that's true. That's true. Otherwise, I have to admit that it was an emotional episode and very tense scenes with Carl. A couple of points. How horrible was it to see Herschel's head? I know. Ugh. Yeah, that was awful. That was bad. It, it was shocking. Yeah. Um, Carl was horrible, but I understood by the end. He is still a kid and has a lot of a lot of anger in him. I don't think it was horrible. Well, he was know. a kid. Teenagers can be shit sometimes. They can. <laughs> I have seen teenagers act out worse when I used to shop at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> He says, I'm okay with him now. Mm, he mm. says, when I used to shop, shop at Walmart. Walmart. Oh, so you don't go to Walmart no now, Brother Ray. Yeah, let us know. Brother Ray moving on up. Maybe he doesn't moved up to Target. <laughs> Target. I don't go to Target now. I don't go to Target. Especially after their little debacle. But you know, even before their little 
hacking debacle. I just never did shop at Target very much. I did go to. Tar- I did. I do like Target though. They I just some- never did very much. I like it, but mm-hmm. it's I a go to bit, Sam's and Costco. It's a little bit further for me to go to Target than Walmart. So I like Sam's and Costco and yeah. and a regular grocery store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we we got all off. Like, yeah, sorry. we digress. Also, how? Uh, excuse me. Also, any idea how much time has passed since episode one? Have they mentioned that? We had that six month period between season two and three, but not much else. That's a good point. Just wondering, since some of these houses still look pretty nice. They sure do. I would love a flash to a heavy populated city like New York or London to really get an idea of the epidemic. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good point, though. Well, I think it's at least a year and a half to two years. I think so, too. Because when the season one was all within a span of probably a month Mm -hmm. or so. Yeah. Season two continued on from that. So that was probably another couple months. Then between season two and three, yeah, there was at least six months or so, or seven months gap. Right. Or maybe even longer because I think Lori longer. was pregnant. Yeah. And then she had the baby. Now we had another gap. The baby looked like she was at least... She was at least nine months four, old. Oh, nine, you think? I yes. think so, yeah, because a nine-month-old baby can sit up like that, like that baby was. Well, she was in a chair, so... Mm. Well, anyway, so I think at least two years. Yeah, I, I'm thinking. thinking. I'm yeah. thinking. But nobody's really said that. But that is a good point, though. But there's nobody in Atlanta to be flashing back to New York or something. So, See, that's, unless yeah. they come up on somebody that was traveling at the time or something. I don't think they're ever going to get out of Georgia. Now, it'd be interesting if they did, like, next season. I don't think they're ever going to get out of Georgia. Out, yeah. Out in the, out, yeah. I don't think so. They don't have no horses. I mean, hey, they all got it. There's still cars. The problem is just getting through, navigating. That's true. Um, we, okay, he says, well, hopefully next week we can see who survived and what they are going through. Enough of Rick. Can't wait to hear your thoughts, Brother Ray. Thank, Thank you, you, Brother, Brother Ray. Ray. And, you know, I did not mind. Actually, I'm kind of glad that they showed Rick and Carl in the first episode back because that's how that was the last scene that we saw. They're they're hobbling from the prison and and Rick is telling Carl, Don't look back, don't look back. So yeah. I don't have a problem with that. But yeah, next uh by the previews anyway, next episode we're gonna see the other people. We're gonna see Daryl and and uh Tyrese and, and the others. Yeah. Looks mm-hmm. like Glenn yeah. caught up on something. Uh-huh. Calling for Maggie. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care about that. I sister's name already. Bethy. Beth, yeah. Beth. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing that, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. Beth ought to be glad she with Daryl. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Okay. Our next um, piece of feedback looks like it's a voicemail, so let me play that now. Okay. Hello, Sister J and Sister K. This is Crackers Finn. Ladies, I've been listening to y'all since Sippy was a virgin. Now, you know that's been a minute. Now, since I don't like long-ass emails, let's get started. Okay. I enjoyed the Walking Dead premiere episode. Carl was a little douchebag, but at that age, all kids are. I was drawn into the story. Now, whenever anything grabbed for Carl, I was jumping. I do disagree with him being a man, though. He doesn't need to be coddled, but he ain't grown by a long shot. 
his decisions is all over the place. Okay, on to Michelle. I felt some kind of way about the whole lover thing. The way that dude would look from Michelle to her man kept making me think there was going to be some kind of down-low subplot. I don't know. My other pet peeve is you got Michonne, chocolate goddess from the motherland, and her man, who kind of looked like eggs from True Blood, and the two of them made a baby that came out looking like her to throwback jeans, but come on. And lastly, Rick saying it's for you to call has killed any hope of me believing that Rick and Michonne are going to hook up. If Rick was feeling her, he had pulled the chain off that dough and gave mama her sugar. But nope, that ain't going to happen. Anyway, that's all I got for y'all. By the way, if you see me say something smart-alecky on Facebook, it's all love and your podcast. Take care. For that voicemail, and hey, I feel you on that Michonne and lover and baby thing. Just like I said, well, no way them two made that baby. But be that as it may, I loved Carl's uh, whole demeanor and everything. I thought it made perfect sense. Yeah, he he's a teenager and he was kind of you know bratty, but I disagree, Crackers fan. I Carl's a little man. Cracker Spin. He's a little man. He's doing all the stuff. I mean, I see what Crackers is saying. Well, sure. He he, still needs his daddy, and he still needs other people, but hey. He has, he's still a child, he's still a kid who doesn't have all the facts and thought, you know, doesn't know all the ways of the world yet. That's true. But I think what Rick was trying to say is, look, I, I trust you as Someone who knows what they're doing, who can protect yeah. themselves. You are a little man now, and I got to start te- treating you like a little man. Exactly. He didn't say little, because that would have right, right, right. taken the whole compliment out of it if he said right. little. But I agree with you. I think there was some kind of, I don't know, I got this download vibe, too, from you them, did? too. Hell, yeah. I didn't. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I, I mean, I'm with you, Cracker Spin. I got the down low vibe because I kept looking, thinking, what they trying to say right here? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. They were just sitting next to each other. Nah, now. you go back and look at it. Okay. Well, I, um. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of y'all that don't know what the DL is. They know. Okay. They know what the DL is. Cool. Anyway. And you can be as smart alecky as you want on Facebook because we're going to be smart alecky. Oh, yeah, because you, hey, come on with it, girl. She said since Suki was a virgin. Since Suki was a virgin. Ah, Damn, that's a long 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 time. We thank you so much for listening to us all that time. How come it took you this long to get in some feedback? Yeah, come on, girl. Come anyway, we appreciate it very Thank much. So Thank much, you. Crackers. And feel free. Love hearing the voice. Yeah. Love it. Our first voicemail back. Yep. All right. Well, our next piece of feedback is from Myron. Hey, Myron. Hey, Myron. Hello, sisters. It's been far too long. Ain't it the truth? I hope you are both well. Yep. Well, I am ready to go, so let's get started. Okay. All right. Just a few comments and questions for the sisters. First of all, 
Gotta say that. Oh right? yeah, let me take my sip. We forgot mm. about our little our little listening game. Ooh, that's good. Okay, number one. Did all that damn fussing Rick was doing in the beginning of the episode get on your nerves, Sister J? Yep. <laughs> Show day. It got on my nerves too. <laughs> it got it on me. Car- number two. Car- but I love Carl's looks though. He looked at them like, are you fucking kidding me? I, <laughs> <laughs> I love them looks. Number two. Carl really needed someone to blame this episode. I get it. Rick is the only one there to vent to. So Exactly. Needed- yeah. Carl was really on some grown man shit when he attempted to break the door of that house in a similar way to Rick did earlier in the episode. Oh, no. That shit was hilarious. It was funny. It was was funny. I agree. It escapes me why they didn't just try turning the doorknob, but I suppose we are supposed to assume they tried it and the door was locked. You know, but somebody else mentioned that, too, though, I think on Twitter or something. Why don't they just try the doorknob? Yeah, because probably a lot of them are unlocked. I don't know, though. I don't know. I don't know. Who the fuck does Carl think he is bringing up Shane's name to Rick? Ooh, I loved it, though. Obviously, this episode explored how Carl has been handling the zombie apocalypse up to this point and its effect on him. Yep. It will, it will oppose how Lizzie and her sister are adapting to it differently, I think, once we get farther in the season. Mm-hmm. Carl is not grown. He can't even open a damn window. <laughs> Instead of sitting on the roof of that house, he should have been finding a way of getting his shoe back or finding another pair. Mm. I think shoes are pretty necessary at this point. Don't you think, sisters? Yeah, that's true. I yeah. think he could have found a ton of shoes. Yeah, probably so. I, I don't think people are leaving with their shoes. Um, uh, Pe- obviously, people are not leaving with too much of their property because them houses are full of shit. Well, they're not leaving. They're getting killed and yeah. turned into zombies. So, you know, those houses are full. I mean, they find in all kind of clothes. Why they don't change their goddamn, excuse me. They're the J. <laughs> <laughs> I thought why we were going to get through a whole episode <laughs> without you saying that. But why they don't change their damn clothes is beyond me. Yeah. All them well, damn first clothes. of all, you have to find some that fit. Because when Sean looked nasty, I'm sorry. Her clothes is dirty. Well, her, yeah, she needs some new clothes. Yeah, she needs some new shirts and shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. she does. Anyway. Maybe they'll give her some now. Uh, he he must have had lessons from Lizzie on how to walk backwards away from walkers. Ain't that the truth? And fallen on his ass like she did. Yep. Carl is capable when given instructions by grown-ups, but by the way he stumbled through this episode, it is safe to believe that he is no way a man. Rick needs to loosen up on his leash, though. Yep. Yes. I think so. Yes, he does. And I think that's what Carl was acknowledging, too, at the end. I think so. He can't do it alone. He's not Mm -hmm. a man. So when when Rick said, you're a man, I'm sorry, Carl's like, you don't need to be. Right. But Rick was letting him know, okay, my time of calling you as a kid is over. As far as, you know, always not appreciating that Carl can... Clear a house yeah. and shoot some North Walker in the head just as good as Rick can. Yeah. So that's what Rick meant. Yeah. Okay, number three. Okay, sisters, you know some of my best friends are white. So don't go throwing labels on me. But I mean, if I was blind and listening to the fussing going on in the beginning of the episode, I would have for damn sure, I would have known for damn sure that Rick and Carl, how can I say, were not. Oh, Lord. Black. Well, of course not. 
He said another word, but I'm not going to say <laughs> Yeah, black folk, yeah. Black. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sister Kay and her dream sequence, did Michonne look a little like Lauren Hill to you? You know what? No. Now that you say that, she did look like No. Lauren. Yeah. All right, now, she come did. on. Right after you done said that other shit, and you're going to say she looked like Lauren Hill, what? Because they both real deep chocolate? That's oh, come on. And they both said. got some dreadlocks. They don't look nothing That's alike. Not why. She has the same mouth shape oh, as Lauren Oh, hell Hill. no, she don't. Yeah, because Lauren Hill has like a short Oh, mouth. hell no, they don't look alike. I feel you, Myron. I know. I don't saying. feel you at all, Myron. Denai is very pretty. Lauren Hill is not. Oh, Sister J, that's wrong. No, it ain't. That's okay, true. So let's move on. Mike was Michonne's lover, huh? Well, that bright-skinned baby sure didn't look like Mike was the daddy. No, even Mike wasn't the daddy. He referred to the baby as his son. Didn't right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mike and Michonne are more German chocolate, and the baby was kind of cafe au lait. <laughs> Uh-uh, you call that mulatto. Just saying. <laughs> hey, I'm saying the same thing, Byron. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Number four. Sister J, have you ever seen pudding in a can before? No. I sure haven't. <laughs> and I especially was... not no big-ass can like that. <laughs> Shit, I would be... I have never seen no... Mm, well, mm, especially mm. in the house, I could see if they were like in a, in du- in a industrial thing yeah, or something, like in- or like a school where they have to buy big yeah, huge quantities. But why would it be in like a regular house? That's a big ass can. Good point. Right? I wouldn't be eating no it's- no pudding in a can, no way. I wouldn't be eating no chocolate pudding, period. Well, I like snack. chocolate pudding, but not from no can. He says, when I was a kid, my mother would put a pudding snack pack in my lunch, but I have never heard of canned pudding. Me either. See, Carl, that's what I'm saying. He said, <laughs> I'm with you, Myron. Carl is about to have the runs next episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, see, you didn't have to go there. Somebody said that on Twitter that <laughs> Carl is going to have bubbly stomach or something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my stomach hurts. Oh, my stomach hurts. I'm not Bub- She got the bubbly stomach. <laughs> that describes it perfectly. <laughs> not to mention, that kid is at least... <laughs> with the lip quiver she gave at the end of the episode. I know, when she was crying. Yeah. Oh, but her quiver was better than Tara, though. I think so, too. Yeah. It's more contained or something. Yeah. Thanks for putting up with my long-ass email, sisters, but what can I say? It was a good episode. I missed the two of you terribly. And when I step into the podcast arena, I want to cover as many bases as possible. I just hope you were entertained by my musings. Sister J., what was the question that was being asked of Michonne in her dream sequence? And what did Michonne mean when she said she knows the answer now later on in the episode? Personal, 
Okay. Well, I'll go on before we answer. Personally, I believe it was a matter of whether or not life was worth living anymore. When she went back to her routine with her new pets, it was an indication that she was choosing to associate with dead things instead of humans. By associating with humans, she would continue to feel pain of loss over and over again. Killing the group of walkers she found herself with was her choosing to be amongst the living. She went back to the tracks she passed by earlier in the episode and followed them. Her reward was finding two people that she loved, Rick and Carl. She grieved Mike and her baby's death finally. <clears throat> Bravo to the writers. Finally, finally, Michonne is reborn. Until next time, sisters, Myron. Thank you, Myron. Thank you, Myron. Well, what I can say is, according to what Denai said on The Talking Dead, and that is um, Michonne has come full circle in that she has now, she chose life, period. She chose life as opposed to shutting everything and everyone off. Yeah. Yeah, that's, and that's why she went uh, and, and followed those footprints. She didn't know whether she'd find them or, you know, maybe it was them or if they'd Somebody be heard yeah. or, or whatever. But she chose to live and not give up and, 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 and you know, eventually become a zombie herself because, you know, yeah, that's what I think anyway. So... Thank you for that email, though. Thank you, Myron. That was long ass, too, Myron. It's hilarious, though. <laughs> okay. Okay, our next uh, feedback is another voicemail, so let me play that one. Okay. Hey, Sister Speak. Um, this is Tara from uh, the Bay Area here in Tarsville, California. Um, this is my first time leaving a voicemail, <laughs> so i um, kind of nervous, but uh, I guess it doesn't matter, does it? Um so we're here with um, Walking Dead, um, with the episode after. Um, it's been a long hiatus, you know, or a couple months since we, um, um, you know, watched uh, Walking Dead and getting to hear from you guys is always, you know, a real treat. And I uh, just wanted to thank you again for doing an awesome podcast. Um, I just want to go straight into it. Um, some of the things I appreciate about this episode called After, um, Michonne, she is so amazing. Um, the actress, um, Janai Guerrera, she, she can act her butt off. And that, um, flashback sequence, I just want to say, um, I thought it was real. The flashback, I thought the flashback was real because, um, she was cutting, you know, and she was preparing food and it was a lot of movement and I thought that it was real. But as soon as, she had the katana out, and then she put it back in the the um, cutting, you know, the the block for the knife, and it went all the way in. I'm like, wait, there's no one <laughs> in this world who has one of those. So I'm like, wait, this has to be there's something else, or unless she's hallucinating, and um, it just was crazy. And uh, you also had a clue that this was a dream. <laughs> of some sort because she had, um, when she was holding the child in the, the dining room with her, the two guys at the table, you know, her expression was always happy. You know, it was like, you know, you notice, I don't know, uh, some people can remember dreams, but um, expressions that are in, you know, dreams are sometimes really, they're very permanent. They never change. And so 
um, and so like something drastic, you know, happens. So for Michonne is when you know she cut off the in the dream sequence when their arms are cut off. Then it was like, oh my gosh, this you know this is my reality, and I, I just felt that she was just, whoever wrote that you know sequence sequence did an excellent job, and um, yeah, she's just so awesome. And also on the Talking Dead, she is just so beautiful. I mean, she looks like a exotic, like black panther in the jungle, sitting on that couch next to um, uh, I forget the guy's name. He does the makeup for the Walking Dead. Um, yeah, whatever his name is, he's really cool. But um, yeah, I, I thought she was just amazing how she was able to interpret that. Um, so sorry about that. I just got cut off from your voicemail. It's only it only lasts like a minute and a half. That's way too short for Sister Speak. Um, Sister J, I know she likes them nice and short, but you, know, you can't get everything what you want. Oh well. Um, as I was saying, um, sorry. This is uh, Sister T from San Francisco. Um, back to about Michonne um, with the dream. Um, actually, in the Talking Dead. Sorry. Um, she would just. She looks so magnificent. I mean, she just. A beautiful and um what else did i like about the walking walking dead um you know one thing i really appreciated was the fact that in the show this first episode they didn't go back to what everyone else was doing you know like daryl and um uh beth and you know everyone else you know how lost they are and so i appreciate that they just focused on rick and carl rick and carl and then michonne you know, that was it. They didn't, you know, have to um, keep mixing all that together. It was very simple. So that's one of the things I did appreciate it. They didn't waste our time with storylines and, you know, stuff like that. So <clears throat> one of the things I also wanted to point out, things I did not appreciate um, in this episode, was the treatment that Carl was giving to Rick. I mean, we all understand, you know, the, the teenage, you know, angst or whatever, but... I did not appreciate the fact that in the beginning you have Carl when they were leaving the prison, you know, helping his dad walk up the hill and he's telling him, don't look back. You know, well, we're like, well, of course, okay, he's helping his father up the hill. That's good. And then, like, a minute later when they're out of the clear, you know, um, you have Carl, um, you know, like 20 feet ahead of his dad and he doesn't want to help him not anymore. <laughs> like, that doesn't make sense. Um, what, you're going to have a, a tantrum right right now? Like, you know, I don't want to be with my dad. After you just lost your sister, you guys mourned together, you cried together, and you escaped. You know, I know that, of course, you know, he's a kid. He still, he is a kid. And he has a fragile mind, but it was just, like, kind of radical. I, I wish they would have done that a little better. Um, because in the comic, um, uh, Carl wasn't like that. He wasn't like a, he didn't act spoiled. And so I, you know, I was kind of, you know, didn't really like that. So, um, yeah. Also, uh, one of the things I didn't like about Carl, the actor, uh, Chandler Riggs was, uh, the fact that when Rick was on the sofa, just knocked out, kind of like in a comatose state, um, you know, when he's trying to, when Carl's trying to wake him up, it's like in a monotone voice, like this one, you know, wake up, wake up, you know, just, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe because, you know, I've read the comics and it was so, even though on picture and the little bubbles for the words, you put in your mind how loud his voice was and desperate 
his voice could have been for his father to, um, you know, for him to wake up because he, he did, he was alone. He didn't have food. He didn't, you know, they didn't have any protection hardly. They only had the house and they have workers outside. So, you know, um, Carl, you know, in this, I mean, Channel Riggs in this episode, he just, I don't know, he just didn't do it for me. Um, he would just, you know, leave his dad left on the couch and he would go, you know, gallivanting around the neighborhood, you know. So it just, it just didn't really do anything for me. But in the comic, it was very scary and very dark. And it was days that there were, um, that Carl and Rick were in that house. Just, you know, Carl thinking, well, what am I going to do? My dad's not here. And it was a lot of internal dialogue which happened. And I, you know, we didn't get that internal dialogue. And that's one thing I just didn't, you can tell how many hands, how many hands are in the pot in this, um, in this show. You can tell the different styles of, uh, cinematography when it comes to the show. And it's kind of, you know, a little disappointing just a little bit because, you know, um, Carl should have had more dialogue and to say what was going on with him instead of just like, you know, Hey, I'm going to go gallivanting. I don't care what my dad does. I'm going to waste all the bullets that we have. And he wasted like, you know, a full, what do you call that round? <laughs> was that six or eight shots or something like that? So, I mean, I think it was a waste. So whatever. I hope, you know, Carl gets bit, but I hope he is able to become a man and be a man and, you know, be his own self person, so to speak. And not to, um, you know, just be a tantrum teen bop that we don't need, right? We've got too many of those. Um, one of the things I also want to say that I like um, of this episode is the fact that uh, at the very end, when um, there's the knock on the door, we know that it's Michonne and her lip is trembling and she's so emotionally overwhelmed. And I'm just like, wow, that that's really great. You know, because she knows that this is her family. This is who she needs to be with, not with the dead people walking you know, with a horde going nowhere. That's not her. But um, but Rick turning to Carl and saying, it's for you. Plain and simple was just awesome. Um, you can tell the degrees of the ability, his acting ability. Um, I forget the actor's name. Um, Andrew Lincoln, sorry. He, you know, pausing and, you know, not all automatically just saying... Hey, Carl, open the door. Help me pull this couch back. But no, but pausing and saying, hey, you know what? This gift, I'm giving it to you. I could savor it for myself, you know, because I, you can tell that Rick has some sort of affection towards Michonne. Not maybe like in a romantic way, but like in a, you know, a deep friendship type of way because they're surviving in the apocalypse. You can tell that that's what's going on. So, but he gave it to Carl and I think that's really awesome because Carl needs her. Not a mother, but someone who is strong and um, will do anything in their power to help them survive. And I thoroughly believe that, of course, Rick, as a father, would give up his life for his son. But Michonne would do that as well. Because something happened in that house in the dream sequence with that kid, with the baby that she was holding. So you can definitely tell that um, this show, hopefully... It goes in the right direction, and I'm so happy that it's back. So um, I hope you guys um, enjoy it, um, Sister K, Sister J. Um, definitely enjoy that. <clears throat> um, last note, um, I 
since in your hiatus and the Walking Dead and Game of Thrones hiatus, you know, there's not many shows that I watch, but I just got turned on to um, True Detective with uh, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. I have to say, you guys have to watch this show. Anyone who's listening to this um, voice recording, you have to watch the show. It's awesome. Um, I do not personally like um, cop detective shows, um, but if you like The Wire, and if you're from the South, and you know what darkness is when it comes to how things are done in the South, and male, you know, kind of like a male chauvinist, and then if you, uh, yeah, it just, man, if you appreciate, like, art and darkness, it, this show surpasses any show I've ever seen. When I first saw Game of Thrones, I was just so, that first season one, episode one, you know, Winter is Coming or something like that, I would just, I was hooked. You know, I could, you know, I couldn't stop watching Game of Thrones. And, you know, I was a latecomer to Game of Thrones, and I was a latecomer to Walking Dead, but I love those two shows. But this show, it just tops it. Now, I appreciate Breaking Bad. I love, you know, Walt, you know Walter White's awesome. S Sons of Anarchy is awesome. But this show, Matthew McConaughey, I, I don't really like him either. <laughs> but, you know, it just, man, this show is so awesomely written and, and shot. And the story is awesome. And I think the advantage that this show has over any other show that I have ever seen recently in the last couple of years is the fact that um, it doesn't have a book and it doesn't have a comic that I could just go pick up at the bookstore or whatever, download to my iPad or whatever, and read for myself. There's no, like, you know, you know um, spoilers out there on the Internet about this show. There's nothing. There's no book, no comic, no script, no nothing. So... I appreciate that every week, it's only been like the fourth episode of, or something like that, the show True Detective is something to really watch. And I've watched the episode, you know, a couple of times already just to, you know, glean, you know, the things that are happening in the show just so I could watch the ne next episode. So is that intense. And so I really encourage um, Sis J and Sis K to watch it. And um, I really appreciate you guys um, doing the um, podcast again, so maybe hopefully this can um, replace uh, True Blood, because <laughs> I can't watch that show, it's not for everybody, so um, you know, say True Blood, True Detective, okay but uh, take a look at it, I really would love to have like a discussion about here, you guys go, you know, back and forth about it, it is so cool, so um, alright, that's all I gotta say and uh, you guys take care until next time, thanks, bye Thank you, Tyra for your voicemail. Sister <laughs> Jay is over here cracking. Okay, first of all, Tara. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I hate to tell you this, child, but uh, I don't agree with nothing you said about Carl and his performance. The actor's performance and, Carl, uh, and the character's performance. I don't agree with none of that you said. I thought it was excellent. I thought it was well done. I thought he executed his part Perfectly, uh, no, I don't agree at all. But you know, I like that's yeah. just my opinion. I mean, we have different. I liked um, Chandler Riggs also. In yeah, the, I thought he did excellent, role, and I thought it was really good to show that teenagery. 
Yeah. And, but more than that, Rick needed someone to break it down. And the only break person that down. he seemed to listen to or mm-hmm. care about what they say has been Carl. Because everybody's been telling him the, the same, same shit. The same damn thing. And he don't never seasons. listen. Yeah, he don't listen. Yeah, he so, don't listen. So I like that. I agree with and that. I do agree. I've been watching True Detective, although I'm like one or two episodes behind. It is good um, when you watch, but it's you got to be in the mood to watch that show. Well, I watch True Detective too, only because uh, I am fascinated with the actual role that Matthew McConaughey's playing and Woody Harrelson. Also, they're doing an excellent job with their characters, but. I agree with Sister K. You have to be in a mood because you already know there's going to be some freaky shit. Yeah. And it's just like somebody said, okay, how freaky can I make it? You know? Uh, yeah. So, you know, sometimes uh, I think I'm one or two episodes behind myself. And, you know, I mean, there's other stuff that I like to watch and everything. And, and I will eventually once I, watch yeah, it. I'm a, once I watch it, though, I'm fascinated yeah. and enthralled. But, but you do. It's not something that you can just no. jump into real no. quick because you're just so it's so dark. Right. Now, for me, what does it for me that I don't ever miss an episode is James Spader in the Blacklist. That's my show. I love it. I like that. And show Red too. Re- Reddington is just too tough. It's a excellent character, and I just really love it. So anyway, but thank you for that, that long show, ass voicemail. That was long ass girl. That was long. Taylor. Damn. I even had to say that. Ooh, Lord, Tara. Mm. <laughs> Damn. I will say though, on the blacklist, <laughs> I love it, but they gotta do something about the girl. Oh yeah. Her wig is awful. <laughs> And they need to do something. They need to address the husband because that... They, they got to address that, the husband. They let that shit go. And whenever they focus on her, it's a boring episode to me. Yeah. When they focus more on James Spader and Reddington, to me, it's the best episode oh, ever. Yeah. I so mean, they when they came to, back from that hiatus, yeah, ooh, that was, was kick-ass. But anyway, good. okay, we digress. Okay, yeah. let's move but on. But thank you, Taylor, for listening to Game of Thrones or watching Game of Thrones and Walking Dead. And I know you don't watch True Blood, but... We'll have we'll we'll have something for us to talk about over the summer. All right, so we have our next piece of feedback. It looks like it's another voicemail. Looks like it's from Steven, so let me play that now. Okay. Hello, sisters. It's Stephen here from Ormskirk, England. Just watched the new episode of The Walking Dead. I'm glad it's back. I enjoyed it. Um, the speech from Lost comes to mind. Michonne and Carl realised that if they don't live together and live with other people, that they're going to die alone. You can't survive out there on your own, not for a, a great length of time anyway. Um, and I think that was the main thing, really. It was a nice episode to get us back into the series. Nothing too major happened, uh, but I enjoyed it once again. Looking forward to your podcast and hearing from all the Sister Speak uh, listeners. Thanks. Bye. Well, thank you, Stephen, for that voicemail. Thank you, Stephen. Ooh, Stephen, we love your voice. Love it. Love your accent and love your voice. And I agree with you. I, I like the way this whole episode was showing both Michonne and Carl came to the same realization, period. That they, you cannot be alone. Yeah, do or it on you, your own. Right, you can't do it on your own, and you're going to be out there dying alone. Right. So, I like that, too. Yeah. I love, I like the episode a lot. I it liked a it good a lot. return. I think so. It was a really good return. It was a very yes. good return. Thank you, Steven. Thank you, Steven. 
Okay, and our next email is from Robert from the Bay. Hey, Robert from the Bay. Hey, sisters. I'm back just like uh, The Walking Dead, and I wanted to get in where I fit in with the lovely Sister J and Sister K on the Sister Speak podcast. Cool. I'm going to start off with Michonne. She really don't like being by her lonesome, do she? Nope. Well, now we know why. Mm-hmm. They finally, after how many episodes, go on and reveal her backstory. And did anyone else think it was a commercial at first? I know I did. No. Oh, I know. No. I it was something. Yeah. You guys, come on now. Because I had to rewind on that one. But as us comic book readers know, her two pets were revealed, and they were indeed her lover and her lover's BFF. Mm-hmm. I could have sworn that in the comic it was her... That it was his brother, though. Anyways, I think they could have gone into more detail and maybe even spent a whole episode on them. But no, they made us wait a season and a half. And we get, what, three minutes? That was weak. Well, but hey. Now, Carl, I don't know how y'all felt about this, but me, I kind of felt this was kind of unnecessary. I mean, yeah, they show him transforming from a boy to a man by showing him taking interest in video games. And the next minute, he's back to zombie apocalypse stuff. That's cool and all, but we kind of already know all that. I did like how he stood up to Rick, even though Rick was past the FF. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he stood up to Rick as his ass was passed out. Well, but I think he would have said the same stuff had Rick been, been conscious. In, I, don't, I don't think so, because he did. In the end, they show him still being able to enjoy life as an as any shoeless kid on a summer day would. <laughs> on top of a roof, eating on a big ass can of chocolate pudding. Yep. I can't wait till next week when we get some Tyrese and Daryl. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Daryl, I ran into him the other day. What? I recorded our conversation, and let me tell y'all, he is not a nice dude. What? Anyways, enjoy. What? What? He's not a nice dude. What do you mean? You might have caught him on an off day. I don't believe that. Robert from the Bay. Come on, Robert. P.S. Shout out to Tim. Tim, it would be an honor to go out and hang. Maybe you, <laughs> me, and Brother Ray can go hang out with and with our voices combined. No woman will ever turn us down. Yeah, that's the truth, too. Just between the two of you, make sure y'all leave me some some to talk with. Laugh out loud. <laughs> P.S.S. Hope my email voicemail isn't too long. I'm sure it'll still be shorter than Joseph from Las Vegas. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> he says, I'm just fooling with you, Joe. Night. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Don't get bit, but if you do, bite back. Robert from the Bay. Well, Robert, wait a minute. Let's play this. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Let me say thank you, Robert, for that email. And just for the people that don't know, he's talking about Joseph's. From Las Vegas. Las Vegas. His, his voicemail was like, what, seven minutes? It was long. It was long. Taylor might have Joseph beat by now, though. Taylor might have to, uh, yeah, because <laughs> hers was a long-ass one, too. So. Long ass. Okay, let's see what let's see what he got well, to say. Robert is talking about. Come Darryl. on, Robert, come on with it. Hey, Daryl, can you stop and talk for a minute about this past week's episode of The Walking Dead? Who are you? I'm Robert from the Bay. You got something you want to tell me? Yo, I just want to know why you wasn't in this past week's episode of The Walking Dead. Choose your words more carefully. Okay. Um. Well, this past week's episode featured Michonne's backstory. I wanted to know when we're going to be able to see your backstory. 
You got some balls for a Chinaman. Hey, watch that shit, man. I'm Filipino. Just make me feel better. Don't. Okay, well, um, obviously this ain't going too well, so I do, uh, if you got a minute, I want to introduce you to my mom. She's a big fan of yours. Damn. Ugly skank. Hey, man, that's my mom you talking about. Butchers always go around packing heat like that. Yo, in the zombie apocalypse, you can't be too careful. Well, Daryl, I just got one more question for you. Is it okay if I, if I send this, uh, this voice message to, uh, to the, the Sister J and Sister K at the Sister, uh, Sister Speak podcast. No! No! Well, I'm going to send it to them anyways. I'm out. Don't get bit. And if you do, you can bite back. Peace. Oh, Robert, excellent job. Good job. Good job. Oh, Robert, you got some talent. That's good. Wow, that's good. Oh, my God. Oh, it's sad thinking you really talked to Daryl. Oh, I love it. It is excellent. Oh, yeah, we're going to have to use that one. <laughs> that is excellent. That's some good work, Robert. That's, that's very that good. Thank do. you for doing that, though. That's a really good thing. We Thank love you. your voice, too, Robert. Yeah. Cool. Now, that would be good if we got Tim, Robert, Brother Ray. Oh, yeah. On the podcast. All together. on one little. Mm hmm. One little voicemail. Intro for us or something. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be nice. Mm. (laughs) Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Robert. Very much. We appreciate it very much. Okay, our next email is from, looks like it's from Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Sister Speak, where have you been all my life? (laughs) I just discovered your wonderful podcast last week. Cool. I've been listening to all of your archives. After listening to your episode 25 podcast, I have to say, Sister J, please don't give up on the show. <laughs> Remember when Rick sent Carol on her way? He was in Officer Rick Grimes mode. Yep. Tyree said to him, you're a cop. Do your job and find out who did this. You know from burning his little lady friend. <laughs> <laughs> so when the governor came around and Rick was like, no, we have a council now. Well, that's my theory. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Episode 26. I hate whiny ass teenage boys. When is Carl gonna learn how to treat zombies in the, how to beat zombies in the damn head? <laughs> he was trying to shove the door closed on that zombie instead of stabbing it in the head with that yard light thing he had. <laughs> <laughs> now that is a good point. That's he, a good point. I think he had dropped it. Well, it, I think he put it down. I, don't I know. think he had put it down by then. I don't know though. I'm so glad Michonne came to her senses. Mm-hmm. Do you think her lover and friend killed themselves? No. Hmm. That's an interesting thought. Sisters, I don't mind listening to you read the long-ass emails, but for some of those long-ass voicemails, oh, Lord. I know! Thank you, sisters. Michelle. <laughs> P.S. Should we take drinks when you guys say anyways to... Yeah, drink it up, baby. Drink it up. You might be thirsty by the time you get done. Because, uh, first of all, yeah, take a drink. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle, for that. Thank you, email. Michelle. And you know what, Michelle? I agree with you. I mean, I really appreciate everybody calling in on our voicemail line. But come on, y'all. Look, they have a lot to say. Now, we have a lot to say every single week. But we doing the podcast. Well, they're part of our podcast family so they're gonna we're gonna play they long ass emails and i'm sorry 
Y'all, if we listening to the long ass emails, y'all got to listen to the long ass <laughs> <laughs> or long ass voicemail. Yeah, that's true. And, All right. You know, sometimes people just need to get their thoughts they need, out. I know we need to. You need to vent, and and don't take offense, uh, uh, Sister T, Tara. Or uh, Joseph. Yeah, or Joseph. Yeah, don't take offense because you know how we are. We just kind of reading you a little bit. You know bit. how Sister J is. I didn't read no. Hey, anyway. Okay, <laughs> next email. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. Okay, our next email is from Emily. Hey, Emily. Okay, hey, sisters. Welcome back and welcome back, Walking Dead. Yep. I don't have much to say for this episode because I am still trying to catch my breath. Breath. After the crazy red undead wedding episode. Oh, I know. On Game of Thrones. Woo! I'm still upset about that shit. The sight of poor Herschel's head twisted the knife and made me feel the shock all over again. Yeah. That is so true. Yeah. I am not going to even mention Rick and Carl because they both had their moments that irritated me. (laughs) But I'm (laughs) sure... But I'm sure you will do a great job capturing my frustration for me. <laughs> yeah. I liked um, Carl. I did. I really did. And I thought it was perfect response for what he had been through. Yeah. And given his age and all the stuff he's seen and everything. And his sister, or he thinks his sister's dead. His baby sister. Yeah, they both so, do. Yeah. Love seeing all the backstory with Michonne, even though it made me so sad. Yeah. I hope they show more into what makes her tick. I love her character initially, and adding more depth makes the appreciation even stronger. Although I loved Herschel's character too, so I better not grow too attached. That's all I really have to say. I am just excited to listen to you two again, and the wonderful Sister Speak family, of course. Emily. Yep. Thank you, Emily. Thank you, Emily. Yeah, we got a good family going here. Yes, we do. Yeah, we do. And, and we're glad you're a part of it too, Emily. Thank you very we're much. We're happy to be back. Yep. Talking about our Because I was missing the Walking Dead. Yep. I was missing our sister's feet, though. Yeah. All right. Okay, our next email is from Paris. Hey, Paris. Hi, Paris. Hello, sisters. It feels like it has been an eternity. It, it do feel it long. Does. Yeah. Hope all is well. I'm not going to lie. I was having serious withdrawal. <laughs> it's going to be a long one, ladies. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> let, let let me get my drink ready. All right. You know the drill, so let's get into it. All right. I love this episode. The opening shots of Michonne returning to the ruins of the prison and disarming those walkers and making them pets was awesome. Yep. It took me it took me back to when we first met her a couple seasons ago. <laughs> As if I needed more reasons to love this character. Her flashback nightmare sequence gave me what I've been wanting since her first appearance. That's true. Her backstory. Yep. We now know what she did. Um, now we know that she did have a very young son, a friend, and a lover that were lost in the apocalypse. Yep. It was a fantastic sequence because when it first started, you thought you were in a simple flashback. Then the way things slowly started to deteriorate and not connect really let you know you were getting a glimpse into Michonne's tortured mind. Yep. It was such a great way to layer a flashback and hallucination together and give us a glimpse at who she used to be. Just fantastic. See, I agree, too. I agree. I thought it was excellent. Then her Walker Massacre just gave me life. I love her. <laughs> now on to our troubled young gunslinger. Carl just might have stolen this episode for me. I know. Because little man was having none of his daddy's, <laughs> <laughs> was having none of his daddy's fuckery and shenanigans. Thank you. I, I, love I it. loved it. 
Did y'all see when he was power walking up ahead of Rick <laughs> and Rick was struggling to keep up? <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> I love that. A half expected Carl to snap around and yell, what? What the hell you want? <laughs> then when they finally found sanctuary and Rick passed out, Carl went in. He read Rick Grimes up and down for Phil. Just about everything we've been saying this whole season. That's what I'm talking about. About his backseat leading ass came out of Carl's mouth. And I said, boop, boop. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I said, dude. I I did, dude. I said to the TV, boop. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I half expected Rick to wake up and snatch him up. But something tells me (laughs) those words got to him somehow. Mm -hmm. He has to know that he messed up by letting the governor live on two separate occasions. Mm -hmm. And now everyone is paying for it. Everyone. That is true. He even said as much at the end, and that at least gave me some hope for Rick and Carl's relationship moving forward. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. This is quite possibly my most favorite episode since Clear. Things are again back in the air like they were in season one and the beginning of season three. Yeah, that is a good point. Yeah. Anything could happen and no one is safe. To me, that is always when the show is at its best. Can't wait to hear from everyone. P.S. I don't know about you guys, but I was not thrilled with the finale of AHS Coven, American Horror Story Coven. Yeah. Kathy Bates and Angela Bassett's character arcs ended and got swept under the rug way too quickly for me. Yeah. That's true. I yep. agree with that. I agree. I agree. It was too abrupt. It was too abrupt, especially the Angela Bassett character. Yeah, she was just, yeah. They killed two of my favorite characters and allowed one of the most boring people of the season to survive and prosper. Yep. Yep. Just a disappointing way to end the season for me. My two cents, Paris. Thank you, Paris, Thank you, for Paris. that wonderful email. And you know what? I agree with your uh, comments about. American Horror Story Coven. I was very disappointed in the finale. Now, having said that, I was very glad that Delia is the Supreme. Yes. And not that bratty-ass, bitchy girl. Well... But I kind of wanted Misty Day to be the Supreme, though. No, she's... No. Yeah, she was flaky, though, but I liked her. But... I like the fact that... Delia, Cordelia was the yeah. one. Because I kept thinking, she's got powers. I mean, I don't know why. Exactly. They, you know. But I didn't want that Zoe girl no. that they kept trying to promote to be the she lead girl. Yeah, she about. was boring. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that she didn't. And they better not have killed off Angela Bassett and Queenie. Oh, hell no. So I'm glad she, she, she's still there. Yeah, I'm upset that they killed Nan. I yeah. really liked her. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Anyway, but it was a good season. That, it was very good. a couple of things that kind of bobbled there. Right. And Jessica Lang tore it up, honey. Jessica Lang tore it up. But you know what? I have to say that Jessica Lang's final scenes was awesome they because that was her hell. And I loved Colonel Broyle standing there laughing. Uh, Legba. <laughs> Papa Legba. Yeah, that was Colonel Brawls, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, but anyway, from Fringe. Yeah. But yeah, because because like he had explained to Queenie previously, everybody's hell is different. That's gonna be her hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree with you, Paris. Yeah. All right. Okay. Our next email is from Christine. Hey, Christine. Hey, Christine. Hey, Sister K- Jay and Sister K. Hope you are both well and have not been bit. Nope. Well, finally, The Walking Dead is back. It seemed like a long break. It did. First of all, I love the episode. Yes, sure, it was a slower pace, but I felt it was needed. I agree, though. I liked it. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Poor Rick. My heart bled for him. Mm. He was so battered up, and Carl really wasn't taking care of him. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Hey, Rick was toe up from the flow up. He needed his ass kicked. He needed his ass kicked. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I like Rick, though. I do. I, I do like Rick, but he got to have some payback or, or some uh, some suffering for that Carol shit. I'm still mad about Carol. Mm. I did understand Carl's frustration, though, as he's been hurting a long time. Yep. All the built-up rage, hurt, loss of loved ones, and fear came to the surface. After his mini meltdown, though, he knew he needed Rick and is not yet a man. He's had to grow up quickly in a shitty zombie world. Seeing the bedroom with games, TV, Xbox, etc. was sad, as this should be the world he had. I know. I think when he went outside, he played his own version of a game with real-life zombies and guns. I think so, too. Oh, that's a good point. That's why he said, I, I win. win. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. Sorry, long-ass email. Bite me. Laugh out loud. <laughs> I was so glad Michonne found her friends as she was really struggling alone this time. Yep. I was hoping Michonne would have buried, buried Herschel's head, but I guess it was too dangerous to hang about. I miss Herschel already. He was the moral compass of the group. The dream sequence was strange, but we now know for sure she had a baby and a lover. Mm-hmm. My guess is the lover got bit and maybe bit Peanut. Yeah. So I think so, too. Yeah, I think he killed her. I think he... Mm-hmm. I think... He he killed the baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No wonder Michonne told Andrea her pets were not human before. Mm-hmm. I'm calling it now. Carl has found his new mama. Yeah. What do you think? Can you see Rick and Michonne together? Nope. I don't see them together. Now, I've seen her. Too. Her and Daryl. Yeah, I think I see that more than mm-hmm. Rick. Although, Rick, uh, Rick's there in Daryl Lane. So. That's true, but she has a relationship. She has a close relationship with Carl. Not yeah. with Rick. We don't know, though. Well, that's true. We don't know. But from what I've seen, Michonne has a close relationship with with Carl and with Daryl, but not with Rick. Well, I remember that one episode where I felt like she was kind of feeling Rick or flirting with Rick, but then when I saw the one with Daryl, I was like, oh, no, she's really flirting with yeah, Rick. Yeah, she, she... She ain't smiling like that. No. With any of them. So. No. Um, she says, at the end, when Carl broke down, I was crying as well. Me and too. And bloody glad he did as I was pissed when he was being a brat at first to Rick. I would have taken his other shoe. I wonder <laughs> why. I'm just really surprised that so many people had that reaction. Because that that's, and especially a boy, that's a teenage boy. And plus all the stuff he's been through and seen and had to do and everything. Yeah. Well, I mean. I thought it hard. was. I thought it was completely believable how he was behaving. Yeah, I, I mean, it's hard to watch bratty ass kids when you when that bothers you. And I'm one of those people. I can't stand bratty ass kids. But in this instance, I kind of understood it. He wasn't well, sure. really being. I don't, I didn't see I, it as bratty I, at all. I found it more of him being like, "Look, I am not this little toddler. You have to follow around with." with I've been I've been taking care of people. Kid gloves, you know. Ha, uh, Oh, and didn't Rick make him stay in this one wing to 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 protect Judith and Beth and the other ones? Remember, remember well, to protect him. Yeah, right. But he was still from protecting the illness, other ones from the illness. Yeah. Anyway, she says, "I love the look on Michonne's face when she saw Rick and Carl through the window, and Rick saying it's for you." I know something so normal we all say probably every day in real life. Well, I do, as it's never for me. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. 
Right, ladies, before my um, email sends Sister J reaching for a giant chocolate pudding. I'm off. Yeah, finally, I hear you say already. Mm. Looking forward to the podcast so much. P.S. We need to see a Bob soon. Mm. Love, Christine. Thank you, Christine. Thank you, Christine. For that email. It was kind of long, too, Christine. It wasn't that long. Oh, but, but, also, but it's not that long. She also sent us a little voicemail. Oh, Lord. Now, see, this going to be long. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me play that now. Hi, Sister J. Hi, Sister K. This is Christine calling from Wales. Oh, no, not calling. <laughs> Voicemailing from Wales, UK. Sorry about my speech. I've had a cold and a bad throat because over here we got floods. And I know over there you have dreadful snow. So I hope you're warm and safe. But here, Britain is sinking. I think I need a boat. Maybe I should have built an ark. But there we go. Right now I couldn't build anything. Too stressed about my oven. Love the podcast. Can't say nothing else about it. Oh, my God, my voice sounds terrible. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm going to have a cigarette instead. That's another reason my voice sounds terrible. Love you, sisters. Bye. Oh, Christine, you are hilarious. First of all. Your voice sounds so... You sound terrible. Awful, like like your throat really hurts, and then you're going to say, oh, well, I'm going to go have a cigarette. Cigarette. Lord have mercy. Christine. Oh, my goodness. You know what? You need to just stop talking for a while because your yeah, voice. and let your voice rest. Yes. Oh my gosh. But we were talking on Facebook, and poor Christine's oven exploded or blew up or blew a fuse or something. While she had a roast in it. While she had a roast in it, can you imagine? Mm-hmm. She had mad. to go buy a new oven and I guess have electrical work done. Mm-hmm. I'd be pissed. I'd be real mad. I'd be pissed about the food and the money that I'd have to go spend for another other electrician and Mm -hmm. all this. But anyway. But we liked hearing your voice, though. But dang, you sound like you hurt so bad. It sounds like your throat hurts, though. I didn't know it was uh, flooding over there. Well, it's raining a lot, so hey. Yeah. Well, I hope everything gets, I hope you get well soon. Yeah. Nothing's worse than being sick. I know. And then it'd be cold and rainy, too. Yeah. So get well, Christine, get okay? Well, Christine. And quit that smoking, girl. <laughs> <laughs> or at least fix you See, a now, Christine. Or at least fix you a hot toddy while you smoking. Yeah. No. See, Christine, we couldn't hang out because your smoking would flare up my bronchitis mm. and I'd end up sounding just like you. Oh Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Christine. Thank you, Christine. And she also said one last thing that she forgot to say. That Carl still can't stay in the freaking house. Mm. She says, okay, I'm over, my rant's over. Off to stick my head in some chocolate pudding. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Carl, you. you know, hailing back to when he was younger, mm. would always be off running off somewhere. Right. So maybe this will curb him a little bit. I doubt it. <laughs> Mm, mm, mm. Thank you, Christine, because I know you were dealing with a lot. And oh, did yeah. Email and voice mails. Awesome. I know. Okay, our next email is from the other Joanne. Hey, Joanne. Am I ever glad to know that soon there will be a Sister Speak podcast to download? Yep. Michonne goes back to look for Herschel and deliver the coup de grace so he does not have to live that zombie head experience. I know. Thank goodness for her. It was terrible and beautiful all at the same time. Mm -hmm. Now, I do know now 
excuse me, now I do know how Sister J feels about Carl. But early on in this episode, I was beginning to want to take him right over my knee, little man or not. Oh. Baiting his wounded father with Shane taught me. Remember Shane? Oh, yeah, I loved it. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. After he ventured out, had a scare, and returned to weep on his dad's forehead, quietly saying, I'm scared. I melted and wanted to give the poor kid a hug. Mm-hmm. I think every teenage boy goes through a break slash rebellion with his father at some point. I think so. My husband talks about an egg toss at a picnic when one of our sons grabbed an egg and just hurled it at him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, Lord. He knew Joe needed to do that. The mm. same with Carl, but with far more dire circumstances surrounding his relationship with his dad. Uh, uh, he has uh. been growing up with people dying around him. Exactly. Outside of the character Carl, the actor Chandler Riggs did a wonderful job in this episode and deserves the praise we've been hearing from fellow cast members for weeks about this episode. I think so, too. I know. He did really I think well. he did an excellent job. Michonne's dream sequence slash flashback scene was something I had to go back and watch again. The first time this came on the screen, I was still tweeting with friends thinking it was a coffee commercial using <laughs> a Michonne lookalike. You guys! <laughs> I thought, boy, these Walking Dead commercials are getting like to be like Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I had to rewind too. I was like, wait a minute. You guys gotta pay attention. More than halfway through the scene, I realized it was the show back on and it actually was Michonne. Killed me to see her snap and scream. She Mm. is such a strong character. Yep. Who doesn't love Michonne best? I know. Denai was on the Talking Dead afterwards and was wonderful to listen to, talking about her character and the interactions in the scenes. Last thing, sorry, Sis J, it's a long one. Yep. On the Talking Dead, they brought out Herschel's animatronic head, placing it on the coffee table. Oh, yeah, we forgot yes, about that part. That, that was, was cool. That was too much. That, that was, was cool. Like, Why did this fool bring this damn thing? It was too much too soon. Well, it was cool, though. It was cool. But they had the, oh, they showed the ponytail and everything. Real. And then how they made the mouth move and everything. She says, they, they then offered it pudding, which it responded to by opening its mouth. So wrong. Shaking mm-hmm. my head. That was wrong. Before this episode, I give it a 9 out of 10 pudding cups. Mm-hmm. Love the focus mm-hmm. on just Michonne, Rick, and Carl. Yep. I'm looking forward to the next few weeks to see in-depth episodes on a few of the gr- other groups out there. Until then, don't get bit, sisters. Joanne. Thank you, Joanne, for Thank that you, email. Joanne. <coughs> and I agree. Um, I agree about the... Um, the uh, the episode. However, on the Talking Dead, I don't know if you guys saw this, but my thing about the head <laughs> and the pudding was this. Why are you going to have an audience member get on TV and she miss a question or answer a question or whatever and have to eat a big-ass spoonful of the chocolate pudding? And then this child is going to say, ooh, I don't like chocolate. What the hell is she doing up there for then? They probably didn't know. That was my question. She probably didn't know he was going to feed her chocolate. Mm. And And I mean, he stuffed it in her mouth, too. This is the thing. I was grossed out because then later, 
a guy got up and asked a question and he made him eat a piece of thing yeah. of chocolate. And I'm thinking, was that the same spoon? That's the first thing I thought, did he? I hope he changed spoons. I don't because think he so. he had been eating it. I don't think he they did. He gave the girl some and then the guy was standing there like, oh shit, I just ate off of this spoon. I think it was the same spoon. I think so too. That That's some nasty. nasty shit. That was gross. Mm. That was nasty. Anyway. Thank okay. you. Thank you, Joanne. <clears throat> Okay, our next email is from Shalita. Hey, Shalita. Hey, Shalita. Hey, sisters. Welcome back. Hope y'all are doing well. I'm currently snowed in, so I hope y'all are doing better than us on the East Coast with all this dang snow. Yeah, they they got it bad. Just so y'all know, this will probably be a long-ass email, Sister J. I already know, girl. Laugh out loud. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) Ooh, ow. Hey, go get cute. Welcome back, Walking Dead. I have seriously missed this show. First of all, no Herschel. I know. I can't believe they had a zombie head, a zombie Herschel head. No. I know. Too soon, forever too soon. <laughs> but Michonne is amazing. Mm-hmm. Not only did she get herself some new pets, she respectfully put Herschel to rest. She was right next to him when he lost his head. Exactly. That had to affect her. You see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I was happy to see the gov lying on the ground completely dead. Did you see that head wound in there? See, he gone. The only thing that would have made it better was if there had been a bunch of walkers pulling his guts out. That would have been great. (laughs) You know, the weird thing is, I don't think they like to eat them when they're dead. No, they don't. It's like, if they're not eating on them when they die, they don't like to eat them when they're dead. Yeah, because they don't. I mean, they're laying around everywhere and they don't eat them. I know, it's weird. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stick with Michonne for now. We finally got some backstory. How sharp was Michonne pre-Walkers? I know. Denai Guerrera is stunning, so it was nice to see her cleaned up and looking good without Michonne's usual scowl. <laughs> she looked amazing, and she was smiling at the storm. Wow. And her lover, Mike, is the guy from Leverage on TNT. Exactly. He was looking good before he lost his arms. But hold up. How two people with that beautiful dark chocolate skin gonna have that light a baby? Hey. Granted, I was a light child myself till about four or five. But that child child was way too light to be their kid. I think so too, Shalita. That's what I'm saying. Come out kind of light. No, no, no. Black babies might be born really, really pale, but by the time they that they a couple months old, that's their coloring. That's what they're gonna be. They say you're supposed to look at their cuticles. Well, that little color. baby has some light-ass cuticles in. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't have some chocolate ones. Shit. Oh, she says, um, <laughs> someone online somewhere <laughs> joked that he was he was Shane's baby, too. Oh! <laughs> oh! Oh! oh, that's wrong. Do that's cast- wrong. Do casting agents ever take that stuff into consideration? Of course not. And what do you think Mike and his... What do you think Mike and his uh, friend did? Remember when we got that flashback of Michonne and Andrea before she was a digmatized trick hoe? Andrea asked about her walker pets. Mm-hmm. And Michonne said they were barely human when they were human or something like that. Yep. What did they do? After this new dream slash flashback, I got a bad feeling something horrible happened to her adorable baby boy. Well, Yeah. I'm thinking either they ate the baby after they turned or maybe Mike killed the baby to keep him from turning or something. Whatever happened, please don't show that beautiful baby as a walker. Oh, I know. Oh, no, they won't do that. They're not going to do that. 
But I I think that's a good point. I didn't think about that. What right. if her what if the dad killed the baby before? I think he, he probably did. Just to keep him from being in this world. Well, but then the baby would have been a walker. Not if he killed him, right? Well, you know, killed him. But but initially nobody knew about the head wound thing, did they? They might have. Well, yeah, they, they might have. I don't know. That's so, a good question. So what do you guys think was going through Michonne's head while she was surrounded by the herd? It was like she was dead. Like after the prison fell, she started to go back to her old habits. Exactly. It keeps her alive, but it's not really living. I think she may have said something on the talking dead to the effect that seeing the walker who sort of resembled her may have made her realize she had to fight to live and not just survive. Oh, but you know what? Okay. Like that could have been her. But it's not her, and she's alive. Okay, let's stop okay. a minute. That's one thing I did not like on The Talking Dead. It's when they did the in memoriam, and they got to the little black zombie walker talking about twinsy walker. Now she wasn't no damn twin to Michonne. Just because she a black walker? Well. Oh, hell no. I didn't like that. They said twinsy walker. Yeah. Oh, hell no. And her box braids was too damn neat. That was irritating to me. Mm, Anyway. Okay, she says, once she got her mojo back, she slaughtered like 20 plus walkers like the badass that she is. Mm -hmm. By the way, her lookalike walker had some nice hair. Did she find a walker who could hook up her hair after she got it? That's what we're saying. Clearly, that's an untapped market. Mm, mm, (laughs) Are you a walker mm. having a bad hair day? If Mm. so, head down to the natural hair salon to get the hookup. Laugh Mm. out loud. Now, on to Carl and Rick. First of all, Rick looked like death warmed over. He sure did. Damn. The governor beat the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. Second of all, Carl was being a little shit to his dad. Or basically a typical teenager. <laughs> I get that he was upset, but he isn't the only one. And he had the nerve to bring up Shane. Oh, was, I loved it. That was a low blow. I love it. I wonder it. if he knows all the drama that went on between his folks and Shane. I don't think so. I don't think he does. I don't think so. We all know Rick done screwed up a lot. We know it. He knows it. But damn. The man was just trying to protect your ungrateful butt. Like I said, Carl was being a little shit. I don't think so. I I disagree. I I disagree. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. Because really what it was, it wasn't Shane. Lori's the one that got Shane's head up on that shit. Exactly. It wasn't Carl. Well, she wasn't saying it was Carl. No, no, no. But I'm just saying. You know. Shane was off at at the end, mm. as much as I like Shane. So Carl thinks he's big and bad, but eventually realizes how much he needs his daddy. Normally, Carl's pretty competent, but why was he taking <laughs> tips from Lurkin' Lizzie on luring walkers away? <laughs> yep. He's been badass up to this point. His little cocky butt thought he could handle it. Yeah, but you know what? Let's stop a minute. I thought, it, and just like you said too, I thought it was smart of him to try to lure them away I did too. from the house. So, yeah. so if he did have to shoot them and the noise and everything, it wouldn't link back to that house. Right. That's what I thought. So was I smart. thought it was smart. Now his walking backwards was kind of stupid. That was dumb. Yeah. 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 Uh, it it took him a minute to kill those three walkers, and how gross was that last one with the maggots coming out of the bullet hole? Yeah. Gross. Now I'm thinking all those walkers are just walking maggot factories. Yeah. Thanks a lot, show. <laughs> anyway, so does so he does good finding some more food, but what was with the 112-ounce can of chocolate pudding? And how come he wasn't having diarrhea from all that chocolate he was eating? <laughs> I'm just saying. Ooh, 
Boy, people, it's uh, his daddy got issues, but he sure was right about that last bullet. Laugh out loud. Uh, Has uh, no uh, one taught Carl how to fight when not with knives? A good blow to the head would have gotten that walker who got his shoe. By the way, you think Michelle will get his shoe back for him? Laugh out loud. Mm-mm. Now the scene where Rick comes off the couch was awesome. That was. Yes. That was awesome. If that man's face wasn't on all the posters and ads for the show, I'd have thought he really was a walker. Mm-hmm. But Carl knows he wouldn't be able to kill his daddy. That's the last of his family. If he'd done that, he would be all alone. Yep. While he is almost grown and a little man, he still needs Rick. Everything Rick did, he did for his family. On to the end. I'm very happy they've been reunited. I'm so glad Michonne found them. They're her new family. Me too. She's not alone anymore, and they totally need her to look out for them. All in all, it was a very good episode. We well acted except for a few parts. <laughs> While Carl has grown tremendously as an actor, there were a couple of scenes I wasn't completely happy with. And what was with that scream Michonne did before she woke up? Other than that, I loved it and can't wait to see what happens to the others. Can't wait to hear your podcast. I know it's going to be good. Until next time, <laughs> Shalita. P.S. Sorry for the long-ass email, Sister J. No, you not. Laugh out loud. No, you not. P.S.S. Oh, and you got another P.S.S. <laughs> P.S.S. I didn't post it on your page, but I saw an extended preview, and it gave more hints about what's happened to the others. Mm-hmm. Can I just say Beth is lucky she's with Daryl? That's what I'm saying. Otherwise, she'd probably end up Walker Chow. Yep. I wonder if they will find the others or who else they come across. Can't wait. P.S.S. Oh another my. one. I really hope I don't get snowed in during the convention next month. I can't wait to see where my awesome sister speak Walking Dead t-shirt um, there. Yeah. Hopefully I can get y'all some more sound bites. Oh, yeah. Thanks again, Shalita. Oh, Shalita, that would be Thank awesome. you, Shalita, for that long-ass as email, girl. Long-ass. But we long. loved it, though. But, yeah, I hope you, you're not snowed in so you can go to your convention, though. Because we love hearing about your conventions yeah, and stuff. Yeah, sounds so fun. We love it. And... I just want to take a, 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 a minute to say, Shalita, 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 rock you look awesome in your Sister Speak t-shirt. t-shirt. You look good, girl. And that shirt came out really good, so thank you. Also, Joanne, who won our feedback contest last uh-huh. last year, actually, um, posted on Twitter or sent me a, a Twitter picture of her in her shirt. Oh, post it on our, our Facebook page and then. it looks so good. Oh, cool. I haven't seen that. Yeah, it looks really good. Post so, it on our Facebook Joanne, page. Joanne, post it on Facebook. Thank, oh, yeah, Joanne, I want to see well, if it. if you don't mind having your picture out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. you might not want your Any picture out there. Any of y'all with a Sister Speak t-shirt, post if it. If you don't mind your picture being and out there. And just for y'all who don't know, you can get your own Sister Speak t-shirt at yep. our Sister Speak shop. Mm-hmm. And you can find the link at our website at sisterspeakpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. They are cute. They, they're really nice. They're, they're really cute. nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, we have one more email, and it is from ja- Miss Jasmine. Hey, Miss Jasmine. Hey, sisters. It's been a minute. Yep. I blame my absence on Brother Ray because. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Because after that sexy voicemail, I couldn't even walk properly. Whoa. Whoa. Brother Ray do have a good you voice, got though. Game, Brother Ray. I mm. felt it all the way over here from the Southwest. 
Let me not get distracted, though. I'll deal with you later. <laughs> what is dead may never die, but rises again as Rick Rhymes. Mm. Damn, sisters, you know you fine when you can still look good, covered in mud, blood, and regret. <laughs> that smile Herschel gave Rick before he died will haunt me longer than the Red Wedding. Eric uh, burning up, and that weave they gave Marjorie in the season four trailer of the Game of Thrones. Oh Lord! Did they use the same hairdresser they used for Tara in the in True Blood? Oh Lord! Some of y'all may not remember that conversation, but I do vividly. Sister J and K were in rare form ranting about the costume designers. Oh yeah! Who don't know how to style black women's hair at all. And oh they yeah! Were right. Oh yeah! The costume designers for The Walking Dead must have listened to that particular podcast <laughs> because Michelle's hair was on point. Her everything was on point. Uh-huh. Her baby was adorable. Her outfit was gorgeous, and her house was lovely. Yep. Even though we learned so much about Michelle, the most important thing I learned was this: Did she have curtains on her windows? <laughs> No, she did. Yes, she did. Oh, yes, she did. Y'all already know, and I'll just leave it at that. Laugh Mm, out loud. mm, I think mm. they were open, but yes. Yeah, but it was daytime, though. Yeah. Carl sure likes to tell people about... Let me say... Let me stop real quick on that. Have y'all been watching Being Mary Jane? Mm -hmm. Because the one problem I have with that show, and it is made by black people, is the fact that she lives in this house completely made of glass Glass. And there's not one motherfucking curtain or blind. The front door is all glass. Wait, she is in somewhere in the house uh, having sex with her boyfriend who happens to be married. And her brother comes over and sees him. Yeah. Through the fucking windows. And she's all surprised. I'm thinking, why are you surprised if I sees you? And, and wait, she's in one room. The boyfriend or her, the, the married man that she's still with, which bothers me anyway, um, is in the shower. And she can see in the shower. I mean, the whole house is made of glass. Mm. It's ridiculous. It ain't near a curtain. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, I had to say that because they mm. need to fix that on that show. Mm. I think they're trying to say something about her in a glass house. Mm. I get it, but that. A glass house can have curtains. Mm. She's a black woman, y'all. Come on. Yeah, black women don't do that shit. Okay. Carl sure likes to tell people about themselves, especially a woman who lives alone. That would not... No, she wouldn't be no, doing that. No, she wouldn't do that. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry, y'all. If y'all ain't watching that show... That and goes- even if she got a concealed carry, she would not be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Carl sure likes to tell people about themselves. He needs to sit down and eat that chocolate pudding. I understand that he's got to be frustrated too, but rubbing it in Rick's face that Shane was dead had me too through. Oh no, I loved it. Oh no, he didn't, sisters. Oh yeah, he did. Michonne, don't give him back that shoe before you whoop his ass with it. Oh! Aww, she won't do that. No. Despite my rant about Carl, I loved the episode, and I'd take a Michonne-Rick-Carl episode over an Andrea Governor one any day. Ain't that the truth? Oh, Lord, let me not bring that bad juju up again. I'm sorry. <laughs> forgive me. I promise I'll be a good girl this Walking Dead season and email more. And I will definitely be emailing during Game of Thrones with my Michonne sigil flag ready and all. <laughs> Michonne sigil. I That'd love it. Awesome. That'd be awesome. If I don't, then Brother Ray will just have to lay me across his lap and spank me. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Jasmine! She says, ha ha, love, I love y'all more than I love, I love y'all more than I love Michonne's cakes. Until next time, I'm out of here faster than a Stark at a wedding. 
Miss Jasmine, that is cold blood. Faster than a Stark at a wedding. That's cold blooded. That's cold blooded. Unfortunately, wish that would have been quick. Okay, so like, uh, I guess you and you and uh, Brother Way gonna have to like uh, start communicating to something. Well, she's thrown down the gauntlet for Brother Ray. We for haven't heard from Ray. Brother Ray yet. So. All right, now, Brother Ray, you heard all that now. <laughs> you heard it. Oh, that's too cute. Thank you, Jasmine. Thank you, Jasmine. That was a great you, email. Everybody for all yeah. the feedback. Thank that y'all was- so much for hanging in there with us and being back with us. Now that we're back, and as you notice, we are podcasting earlier than before because we finally put ourselves on a schedule well yes where we schedule it into our our various schedules so That's hopefully only, we scheduled it before but yeah now but now we didn't i didn't day. pencil it in that's your problem right. I did. anyway we're gonna try to do it every single week the same time every single week yeah so hopefully so. we'll get it stay on schedule okay so give them the okay. particulars. All right. So for next time, we would love to get your feedback. You can send it to Sister Speak Podcast. Wait, no. Sister Speak at gmail.com. Our website is sisterspeakpodcast.com. We are on Twitter at underscore Sister J and underscore Sister K. Yep. And you can also join the conversation on Facebook yep. at facebook.com slash Sister Speak Podcast. Mm-hmm. All right. That is it for now. We hope to be hearing from y'all. On Twitter on Sunday. Yep. That's it for now. I'm Sister K. And I'm Sister J. See you next time. <laughs>